What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad, and with me tonight are my wingmen, Cousin Wayne and Nathan. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, so uh, if you're offended by bad words or tasteless humor, then this isn't the podcast for you. We talk shit and we have fun doing it. Isn't that right, Cousin Wayne? We have a fucking blast, and if you can't take this serious... As Ryan said, put your dick away and leave. <laughs> <laughs> we're some, we're a couple guys. We're three dudes. We're just at a table and we're having a fuck of a time. All right? <laughs> a fuck so of a time. <laughs> that's that's me breaking the ice. All right. If you can't get past that part of this of this episode, then you're in the uh, you're in the wrong podcast. Oh, you are in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are far uh, from fucking home. <laughs> also, uh, spoiler alert for the three Star Trek films we are breaking down tonight. If you haven't watched the movies and you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. Um, and if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is AV's fight club of sorts where we pit two, or in this case, three movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. <laughs> uh, consider Versus or this menage a trois, the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two... Sometimes three movies enter, <laughs> and only one movie leaves. Thank we, you for finally fixing that. I appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> we use verses to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre of director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. Versus is our film school. has helped us understand filmmaking and change the way we watch movies. Don't you agree, Cousin Wayne? Yes, I do. I My... my movie watching opinions have changed so much since I've been here. It's just unbelievable. Especially going back on older movies that I thought I loved or hated and, and sure. coming back yeah, and be like, oh wow, that really blows or oh wow, that's really fucking awesome. It, it's really neat. Yeah, rewatching movies and, and oh, just God, putting yeah. that uh, that magnifying glass on them and seeing if they do still line up with how you used to watch them, you know? Yeah. Um, what about you? Is it about the same? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, w I was actually looking up, we were doing the um, I was doing my Pantheon write-up and like I was trying to go back and find the episode, the Western episode, and there's I, I just scroll back through like a hundred plus episodes. You know what I mean? And I think like how many hundreds of movies have I watched for this? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It definitely changes the way. You how look many do you think that is now? I think we have 25, 26, 27 marathons. Yeah. Versus probably oh, about the same, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Um, we I think tonight's two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty episodes. Hour two hour. Man, I tell you what, man. You, yeah. I'll go back and I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch some YouTube videos or early podcasts. And it's just so That's interesting to see how much you grow. <laughs> yeah, though. for real. You know, some of it's funny. Oh, you know, yeah, some of it's yeah, funny, yeah. but how much you you grow. Um, it, it, it's, it's so awesome, man. Um, but uh, just uh, real quick announcements and some updates. Uh, do you have anything you want to say, one? Uh, yeah. Uh, so far, our uh, fundraising uh, operation weatherproof. Uh, so, as of right now. We have four hundred and sixteen dollars. Nice, four hundred fifty is uh, the end yeah. of phase two. So we'll get right. some lights. Throwing in here. some in there, guys. I'm gonna throw a twenty in there. Bloop. So that takes us to four sixteen. I got some more change. Change adds up, man. Like I had, oh, yeah. we had about twenty dollars in change, and uh, it shows you right there, man. If you guys don't have anything, just bring some change, man. It just adds up. Um, but yeah, if you want to donate to Operation Weatherproof, you can do so by going to the website and pressing the PayPal link. Um, yeah, we do need some lights in here. It's a, it's a little dark, man. We got the insulation up, which is great. Yeah, it's a lot sure. warmer in here, but we still have the desk light lamps. Right. On <laughs> yeah, above the ceiling too. Yeah, by the way, to explain this shit. Uh, what we have going on here? We're in a garage, <laughs> is what the studio is, and uh, right where the garage door uh, ends. We have these two clip-on lamps shining down on the table, <laughs> and one 
They're right uh, into your face. Yeah, you're right <laughs> in your face. And one lampstand with a light on it that looks like a, a prize you won from the Bozo the Clown show. <laughs> I mean, it's just unfucking believable in here. The lighting sucks. <laughs> you've got all these wonderful posters, and things are changing warmth-wise. Yeah. And it looks like absolute shit. We're three, we're three <laughs> incredibly charming guys, sure, but our sure. lights yeah. are <laughs> ass. <laughs> okay? Um, and uh, we have a a Pantheon movie that just made it into Pantheon. I think that's yes. number, exciting. I think it's number 17, 18. You want to talk about that? It's Once Upon a Time in the West. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we were going back through and doing all these old, um, these films that won uh, marathons back in the day before there was a council, before there was Pantheon. And now we're going back and looking at them and having a different group of people look at them. You know what I mean? So, Cousin yeah. Wayne. Uh, and so it won again, right? And it got put up for a nomination, and then I think it's seven and nine or yeah, something. Yeah, seven and nine, two-thirds yep. majority yep. vote, so boom, it's in. I think it's number 17, number 18. Yeah. Uh, so we have 18 movies, I think, oh, right that's now. that's beautiful. Panthers, I'm so. glad to see that get in there. I am, too. I, yeah, so we have some westerns in there. You know, we have uh, that. We, we also have a few have, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have um, the... We've got uh, at least two... Uh, the man who man shot, shot, Liberty shot Liberty Valance is in there. And then uh, if you want to, it's uh, Yojimbo, which is kind of a... If you count that. For yeah, yeah, if you want to, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, tonight, guys, we are going to go where AV has never gone before. Boldly, I <laughs> might add. Go. Boldly. We are boldly going where AV has never gone before. On Video Land, we talk a lot about Star Wars. Uh, but tonight, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to admit, we talk a lot about Star Wars. But tonight, we are dedicating an entire episode to Star Trek. So, Trekkies... This episode's for you. <laughs> so recently, Star Trek has enjoyed a revival of sorts, uh, thanks to J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, and last year's Star Trek Beyond. Uh, there's a new TV series titled Star Trek Discovery. Right. By um, the way, the mid-season mid starts back up tomorrow. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's a very strong possibility that Tarantino will be directing the next installment in the franchise. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an exciting time for uh, Star Trek fans, depending on who you ask, right? Uh, because I, there's a lot of people who don't care for Discovery, right? I mean, how's it, it going, you know, man? No, no, no. So I watched Discovery. Um, Discovery is okay. I think I think a lot of the problem with Discovery comes with the fact that you have to have CBS All Access to watch it. So it's this. It's a paid. It's a paid streaming service. And honestly, it's a shit service. It's, okay. a, it's honestly a very. It's a really clunky. It's a bad app. Um, so that's not the problems I heard. Like the problems I heard was just like the show is okay. Okay, it's. I mean, it doesn't blow your dick off, it, but it's it not was, bad. It was about <laughs> as, as as divisive, I think, as Last Jedi. I was looking at the uh, Star Trek um, Discovery Facebook page. Yeah, I'm talking like. You had five people like, D you ruined Star Trek, suck my dick. No. And so, then, <laughs> and then no, like two people like, hey, don't ruin it for the rest of the Star Trek fans. It's not right. bad. Suck my cock. So some, thi <laughs> no, so some things, are, I mean, some things are different. And that's the thing. Like things can change. So the Klingons are totally fucking different. And if you I heard they sucked. They I don't, don't, they I don't, don't suck. Know. I don't know. They don't suck. They're just different. So if mm -hmm. you look at like original series Klingons, they're different from next generation oh, God, Klingons. Yeah. <laughs> they're di you know what I'm saying? Like things change over time and people just accept it. You know what I, I mean? Know. But sometimes, you know. Nerds don't like shit to change. Yeah, I was you know actually I mean? excited for Discovery. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's actually um, pretty good. Man. I've, heard a, I've heard a solid split though, so, I'm, so I'm, I am interested. One of the things I like about it, for example, is when Klingons are on are on screen, they speak subtitled Klingon. They don't speak that's fucking cool. English. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. fucking cool. I heard the design yeah. of the Klingons. People, it, don't like. yeah, you either like it or you don't. Okay. You know what I mean? Do they look the, like the Klingons from like Star Trek 2009 or Into the Shadows? I should say, uh, uh, In the Darkness. In they the look darkness, a little yeah. bit more like that. They look a little bit more like that. But I think the thing you have to remember is that like 
the Empire is fucking vast. You know what I mean? Not all Klingons come from Quonos. Mm-hmm. They might come from fucking all kinds. You know what I mean? Like, they might just look fucking different depending on what okay. area of the galaxy yeah. they're from. That You know what I'm saying? Like, or they could just fucking change them, and that's cool, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, call, shit changes. I keep on wanting to call Star Trek 2, the, the, uh, the new ones, yeah. Into the Shadows for some reason. <laughs> Into Darkness is a fucking terrible name for a movie. It is. It's fucking horrible. Like. Um, but I want to get your opinion on Tarantino playing in the Star Trek sandbox. But first... Let me ask you guys a question. Are you coming into tonight's episode a Star Trek fan? Let's start off with you, Nathan. I'm absolutely a Star Trek fan. I, I think going back even as far as like my AV Assemble episode, one of the things you asked me was like, do you like Star Trek or do you like Star Wars? And I was like, fucking Star Trek. And I got a lot of shit for that. And the thing is, like, I love Star Wars, but like, I feel like Star Wars in my lifetime has never lived up to the original you know the original shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean i feel like nothing that's come out in my lifetime has been wor- has been better than the shit that came out before i was born it's just it's all fucking downhill whereas like star trek in a lot of ways just keeps getting better you know what i mean like the the new jj abrams stuff like the the kelvin verse stuff i like it you know what i mean it's divisive but like i like it i like discovery i like i like fucking enterprise it got fucking canceled you know like there's a lot so you of- are a trekkie i I'm, yeah I'm a trekkie. you consider yourself a trekkie I, yeah okay uh, for me, I'm ex- I'm excited about this episode because um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. No secret here, man. Um, it's probably my favorite thing. Favorite thing to talk about, fan yeah. theories, books. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I have no attachment whatsoever to Star Trek. So um, no nostalgia, no bias. Yeah. I'm coming in tonight from a filmmaking standpoint. And that's how I should do all verses, obviously. But sometimes, obviously, it's it's a lot it's easier hard. said than done. Right. You know, Tonight, uh, no attachment, no nostalgia, no bias, uh, no nostalgia goggles. So um, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to try to to do my best here with some Trek, you know, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy. No, so that's cool. I think yeah. that's going to be I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun voice to that conversation with with you being a Trekkie. Cousin Wayne? Uh, I'm, I'm impartial, to be honest. I, I, I've always been... Nice uh, way to split it. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, uh, as far as movies go, I've always loved the original Star Wars trilogy better. But as a whole, in general, I, there's more for me to love about Star Trek than there is Star Wars. You know, Star Wars, I got three movies that I really enjoy. Star mm-hmm. Trek... So some of their movies I enjoy, some of them I don't. Yeah, the super hitter series. And I get that. Yeah, it's, the super hitter And some of their series I love, others I don't like. Enterprise. Sure. I was not a fan of Enterprise at all. I tried that yeah. and I was like, oh. I liked Voyager, Deep Space Nine, so I'm kind of on and off with it. It really all depends. Okay. And I haven't watched the Stewin yet, but I want to give it a few episodes, see if it catches with me, and hopefully I like it. Are you it. excited about that all, or is it, you know? I'm curious about it. I wouldn't say curious. I'm excited, like, oh, God, i got to watch it. But it's like, so okay, I, I want to check this out. I you think know? that if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch yeah. all the episodes. But it's after they release. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, if I've you got have CBS Alaska, you can watch it on. <laughs> I got what? CBS app, too, so we, we're we, set. <laughs> oh, you do have that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we, we were talking about maybe just not even renewing our subscription for the discovery and then just watching it later on prime, but we'll probably just watch it. Probably. We'll probably renew it. Let's talk about real quick. How yep. much of a Trekkie you are. Let's what do we have at the, on the table right now? Well, I no, I, I, I got a ton of fucking Trekkie shit, man. Um, I brought, uh, some Star Trek glassware that we ordered. I, this was either for Christmas or my birthday. I don't even remember, but we've got all the planets represented. We got a board cube, uh, to drink out of. I tried to get a hold of some Romulan ale to bring in, but that shit's fucking expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. You got to import that shit. Um, <laughs> this I br- is funny. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I brought our copy of a very Klingon Christmas. If you guys want to, you guys want to flip through that. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a nice uh, captain's blanket here. Damn, dude, you're doing um, all right. Yeah, it, it right shows you how shit. split we are at the table, though. I mean, the the 
We have a, a Darth Vader helmet. That's where we keep, sure. That's where we. Keep, <laughs> that's where we keep the money. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that we're that we're raising for the studio. Yeah, you put all so, the shit in the, in the fucking the Disney <laughs> so hat. You know, that's kind of funny. Star Wars, Star Trek, but uh, like I said, this is a a Star Trek episode. So I'm gonna try to keep it pure. I'm gonna try to keep it pure. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Tarantino real quick, guys. He's yeah. a huge Trekkie. Um, in 2015, a fan asked if he would like to direct a Star Wars movie. Uh, Tarantino said he'd be more partial to a Star Trek film. And uh, and then he was a fan of J.J.'s Star Trek 2009. Uh, fast forward a little bit to 2018, and uh, Paramount Studios moving along with Quentin Tarantino's R-rated yeah. Star Trek idea with the Revenant screenwriter, I just saw that. Mark yeah. L. Smith, um, to pin the script, and J.J. Abrams producing. So what do you guys think? Can, can Quentin Tarantino direct... A Star Trek movie, do you think he's too attached to his own brand, or can he actually pull this off? I think he's attached to his own brand. I, I am not a Tarantino fan at all. Uh, his dialogue, and I know a lot of people love his dialogue. I mean, that's just something, it just annoys the piss out of me. You know, there's a good story in there, and they're talking about jack shit. Well, see, I like that. Oh, and, 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 and I, I get you no the way. I like it because uh. it's, there's just character <clears throat> development. It doesn't advance the plot. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, they're just making references to the thing and shit. But you know what I mean? Like when it... I don't know. I like that personally. And a lot of what I like about Star Trek is just them having conversations and shit on the Enterprise. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. in, a, in, a, in a way, that's kind of a nice fit. I'm, and plus, I mean, Tarantino's not writing the script here, so it's not going to be sure. his... He's going to have... That's, I did yeah, the homework on true. this. That's when I was like... Okay, if he, he can direct. I mean, he's he's got he's got a good eye. The guy knows what the fuck he's doing. But like I said, since he's not writing it, it kind of like okay, it really got me curious. Then I watched the uh, City on the Edge of Tomorrow and uh, what was the other one? Uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. And I thought, you know, there's a good idea in here. You know, basically what those two episodes boiled down to me for. Yeah, we'll get. Well, I have a synopsis. Oh, you're, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you think that's a good idea with him directing? Collaboration. We know he can collaborate. Yeah, he's sure. done it with Robert Rodriguez. Now, see, that was horrible. I hated From Dust Till Dawn. Okay, see, I like From Dust Till Dawn, but let's think a little bit more pure. Okay, so a lot of people think that Tarantino's going to come in, he's going to make his own movie, and it's going to be you know f bombs, and it's going to be you know long him, shots of like Ahura's feet, Samuel, and shit. <laughs> Samuel Jackson coming in, dropping f f bombs, right. you know, blowing people away. I, I although I would love to see Samuel Jackson as a Klingon, you know, I want to see Samuel Jackson as that fucking that that like Guardian of Time Stargate thing in that, in that episode. You imagine that that shit opens up and he's like, I'm the Guardian of fucking time. Yeah. Go <laughs> like, ahead, step through me, motherfucker. I, I dare I, you. I, I double dare you, motherfucker. I think the best. Is, <laughs> I think the best example that's out there, though, is CSI and ER. The fuck? He's directed CSI and ER episodes, and guess what? They did not feel like Tarantino joints. It was a collaboration. He didn't have people okay. blowing people away, dropping F-bombs. They felt like CSI and ER, and if you're into those shows, rating said they're pretty good episodes, but he okay. stuck to that, that CSI and that ER template. Sure, and we know that he's a fan of classic cinema. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, so you know that he'll do... He will at least try to do it, it justice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not just gonna come in and fuck with it for no yeah. reason. Like, and I think if the conversation has got this far, you know, I think that's a pretty good sign that he can get. Um, you know, he can um, he can do this with J.J. Abrams. Right. You know, I, I think that's a pretty good sign that this is gonna be a pretty good marriage if the conversation has gone this far. I guess they went out to dinner together. They went to lunch. They they uh, he told him about the idea that he had, and then it went to Paramount. They have a huge writing room now, and then they hired this guy to write the uh, the script who who wrote Revenant. But um, again, too, you gotta think that, uh, and I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Yeah, sure. You know, my son's name's Quentin. Um, you know, uh, from Quentin Tarantino, and uh, you gotta think though. I mean, look at Jackie Brown. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he made. Oh, a, that was really fucking. He made, I love what did he make? He made a black exploitation film. You look at Kill Bill; it's a western elements. It's it's martial arts it's a elements. Film, like. Yeah, we see what he did with CSI and ER. He if he's in love with something, he will bring the best to the surface. So he'll get to that essence, and I think that he will be able to get to the essence of a Star Trek film. And uh, you know, like look at Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. I have my issues with Hateful Eight, but you know, when you look at Tarantino, he's always said he makes two kind of movies: the movies that you know he watches, and the movies that his character watch hateful eight is a movie that his characters watch like in that world so it's gonna be heightened mm-hmm. you know but i want to see a tarantino star trek not sure. one that his characters would watch you know but a but a tarantino star trek a real fucking movie with this collaboration with jj abrams with this writer and i think that he can fucking nail it you know what? I've talked to a lot of people about it, and everyone's kind of split. And, and the thing that I've just been thinking about recently is, you know, like, what what is Star Trek about? Like, Star Trek is about boldly going where no one's gone before. You know what I mean? Like, just because... Well, unless you look at the new ones. Well, so <laughs> just, 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 just... My point is... Damn it, we've been just here. Because he, just because he's not done this before doesn't mean that he... You know what I mean? That he can't be successful at it. Like, yeah. it, Star, Star Trek, of, of all things, is about exploring new ideas you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. and trying new things and and growing and you know yeah and star trek is a major franchise and uh you know like i i really do like 2009 star trek a lot but you know uh into the darkness and uh beyond you know um i rewatched those this week as well and not a huge fan of those i can watch them it's it's, it's easy easy sure. viewing grab some pizza some popcorn yeah. just chill on the couch with the family Easy, easy viewing. They're serviceable. They're not... serviceable, yeah. Um, but I tell you what, man, um, at this point, I think that Star Trek Four, you know, uh, in this new series here, needs um, some fresh blood. It yeah. needs that, that new injection. It needs to get yeah. some excitement behind it. It needs to get people talking. And uh, I think this is a great idea. And I hope uh, I hope that it, it happens. Any more comments from you? Do you think that he can do this then? Uh, I think he can That's direct you got it, this yeah. information. Based on based on what you're telling me here, yeah, I think there's a really good chance he could. I, I just I'm not a fan of his writing, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, but I think with him directing, you know, doing the camera work and stuff, I think he could do it. Okay. Um, Tarantino suggested if he ever had the opportunity to direct a Star Trek movie, he'd like to adapt City on the Edge of Forever and expand it into a feature-length film. Um, he also said that he, he name-checked another episode, Yesterday's Enterprise. Um, I have a plot synopsis for both those episodes. Um, City on the Edge of Forever follows Dr. McCoy as he travels back in time and changes history. Kirk and Spock follow him to correct the timeline, and in doing so, Kirk falls in love with Edith Keeler, but realizes that in order to save the future... He must let her die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday's yesterday's Enterprise is about um, Enterprise from the past that breaks through a time rift, altering the course of history. So thoughts on these episodes or older ep- episodes being made into feature-length films? I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I mean, when you boil those two episodes down, what they basically represent is a, you know, a time warp going back in time and facing a very difficult decision. Sure. You yeah. know, and I think there's a lot to work with in that. And, you know, I'd like to see Tarantino do something with that. Yeah, you know I mean, like I said, both of those episodes are the same thing. Really, uh, just going back in time, and lo- you know, being between a rock and a hard place. Do you lose this person you love, or send people to die, or do you let natural events take their place? Right. Yeah. You know, and I, there's a lot you, of potential. you look at Wrath of Khan. I think that's the only movie ever that's based off a TV show episode. Right, right. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, and it seemed to work. There's a lot of Wrath of Khan fans, so um, 
it seems like that's a good template. Let's go back. And that's and that's interesting. That's another thing that Tarantino does. He mm. remixes. Right, right. You know? So it seems like something Tarantino would do, right? Like, he would go and back. if you watch... I mean, honestly, like, like if you watch that episode of the original series, like, there's... there's, I mean, there's Tarantino beats all through that. If you want... Like, you know, when McCoy comes up on that, <laughs> that dude and just, like, fucking karate chops the shit out of him, I was like, dude, that was fucking super Tarantino. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I, I can totally see that happening. Or like, uh, the line you and I talked about this earlier... Oh, you have to excuse my friend here is Chinese. He's, he's clearly Chinese. Chinese. He's like, you know, he was Can you like, imagine that being in a Tarantino? Right, exactly. <laughs> now, now here's here's the deal, guys. Okay, now this is just Tarantino spitballing a few years ago. Mm. So I don't want anybody to get you know their hopes too high because I already have. I want yeah I, yeah I, I yeah. want uh, you know City on the Edge of Forever to be that. Star I just want to see it happen at this point. I think yeah. it would be amazing. This was him spitballing, and then he said something about yesterday's Enterprise. But I tell you what, I've been thinking about this. I rewatched those episodes on Netflix, and I mean I want them just put together, kind of like you were su- just suggesting. Mm. I think yeah. would you like put them together, and then you have because if you watch um, the City on the Edge of Forever, it was very uh, McCoy, Spock, yeah. and um, and and, um, Kirk. and Kirk. That was it. You need to stretch that out to give everybody else something to do. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think the best thing they can do is have, like, um, Jean-Luc Picard, um, Patrick Stewart, said that he would come back for a Tarantino yeah. movie. Okay? Yeah. And there's already rumor that uh, Chris Hemsworth is coming back. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So, I think it'd be cool George. if you got one from each generation and have to go back in time to the same Yeah, well, check thing. this That'd out. Cool. They did that. It was called Generations. <laughs> I, 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 We're put, not going to talk about that. I'm so, excited, I'm so excited, though. Put these two movies together, right? Where right. you have them doing 1930s shit, okay? Uh, trying to figure out how to fix the timeline. But up top, you have Sulu and, and everyone else trying to figure out how to, you know, like, um, figure out what's going on with Picard and with, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth's, um, you know, uh, uh, Kirk's dad. Right. You know, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, it could be awesome. Oh, I think that'd be amazing. There's so much you can do with time travel, and you know what I mean. It's you really can kind of do whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty open. Yeah, yeah. and, and I Star think- Trek does a lot of fucking time travel shit, man. It's either, every every third episode is a time travel thing where fucking Q shows up and changes fucking history, or yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think with or this flying collect- around the sun, <laughs> I'm gonna call it now, <laughs> Superman, you dick. Oh my <laughs> bad. I'm gonna call it now. If if that is the plot. And if that's the episode he wants to, to make, okay, remake, um, if that's his movie, it'll be my number one movie of that year. I don't care what the <laughs> fuck comes out. I think it sounds badass. Yeah. Um, because even for uh, as dated as City on the Edge of Forever is, I, I really was, I was connecting with that. Sure. Yeah, I thought it was a yeah. really fucking... It was fucking, a great story. I think it was I mean, a great it... episode, a great story. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I just, I hope that's it. But, but, here's the big but. Currently, Tarantino is still working on a story about Charles, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. This yeah. is this is happening. It's a done deal. I think um, I think it's Sony, Sony, or maybe it's Paramount. I'm not. They picked it up because uh, Weinstein is not going through Miramax. Right. Um, someone's already paying the bills for it. It's it's you know scheduled to be shot. Um, the untitled movie is is next. So the Trek thing may be a ways off. Uh, do you want to wait until 2020 or 2021 for a new Star Trek movie, or what's the chances that QT Q, Quentin Tarantino talks a lot? Right. Yeah. Is it just going to get to this point, and then he backs out? Is he going to help shepherd this? Thing is, we're going to see this fucking movie. I. The thing is, I. It sounds. I, I feel like I'm, it's never going to fucking happen. Is what you know what I mean? Like it feels like it's so fucking far out there. But like it seems to be moving forward. Yeah. So I'm anxious to find out what actually happens. But I mean. You know, gun to my head, what do you think's going to happen? It's never going to fucking yeah. happen. You and know if what it I does mean? happen, 2020, 2020 or 2021. That's a long fucking time for a Star Trek movie, man. Well, we talked for a while about doing a Lucio, uh, Lucio Fulci remake movie, and he never did it yeah. either, so. 
Yeah, he, he does. He talks a lot. He talks right. a lot. I mean, we were supposed to have the Vega Brothers. We we're supposed to have Kill right. Bill Three. Kill Bill Three. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, nothing ever went this far. Talking to J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. uh, hiring a writer. There's an actual writer's room. Right. You know, so there's a lot of stuff going forward. But um, yeah, I don't know if I want to wait that far. And I know uh, Into uh, the Darkness and then um, Beyond, they uh, they didn't do as well as the first one. I think that's because they wait too fucking long. People are excited, and then you make them wait three years. And then you lose some of that. To be fans. to be yeah. fair, I mean, you waited three years, and then Into Darkness was a fucking. Mess. I know. How is that a mess for three years of waiting? Yeah. You know, I just I don't want. Well, there's a, they just. I mean, I feel like they just lied to the community. Everyone was like, "Is Benedict Cumberbatch gonna be fucking con?" And they're like, "No, he's not gonna be fucking con." You know yeah. what I mean? And they, then he's fucking con. And, and it's just so it's just a waste <laughs> of a fucking character. Yeah. I don't, well, this is a this is a long opening night, but I thought it was important to really get yeah. out on track. I wanted to set the table. I wanted to set the table. But let's get into our versus episode, guys. Um, Cousin Wayne, what Star Trek movies did we watch, and how do they stack up against each other? All right, first up is Star Trek. To, uh, for, first of all, free of my voice. I just got over a cold, so He's a bear with me. And I took it too deep in the throat. So, <laughs> uh, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan uh, came out in 1982. Uh, directed by Nicholas Meyer, starring William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and Ricardo Montalban. I think I pronounced that Dude, right. Dude, you did a good job on that oh, one. Yeah. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb rating a 7.7. Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. Okay. Uh, First Contact, 1996. Director Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Starring Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, and James Cromwell. IMDb rating a 7.6 and Rotten Tomatoes rating a 93%. Uh, let me say something real quick right there, okay? You guys are going to have to correct me. You know what, how everybody has that Pacino De Niro problem? Mm. I don't. You know what one of my problems are? It's Patrick Stewart. And I love Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I love, guys, I love Patrick Stewart. I think okay. he's the fucking man. But for somehow in my head, whenever I think Patrick Stewart, I want to say like Robert Patrick. Okay. It's like the Robert yeah, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Sure, okay. That's why De Niro Pacino, okay? <laughs> so if I say that, yeah, fix, okay. it, fix it up. <laughs> and then uh, Star Trek 2009, uh, director J.J. Abrams, starring Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Simon Pegg, and Eric Bona. Banna. Banna. Right. That, that's the one you messed up? <laughs> what did you say, Bona? Bona. <laughs> you might as well just committed and called him fucking Eric Boner. <laughs> Jesus I was just trying to have a little fun. <laughs> IMDB 8.0 and Rotten Tomatoes score of 94%. All right. Gentlemen, set your phasers to stun. <laughs> set phasers to fun, Brad. <laughs> set phasers to fun. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, Cousin Wayne, are you ready for this? I am ready. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. The best movie location in a Star Trek movie goes to... Well, I kind of thought a little bit outside the box, or inside the box, depending on how you want to look at Wait, it. Oh. No. But uh, I gave my word Star Trek 2. Uh, just the bridge of the original Enterprise. Go. What I mean, like, you know, when you think... Star, for me, when I think Star Trek, you know, I, I automatically see a picture of the bridge, Shatner sitting in his captain's chair... It's where all this important stuff happened. And again, this is hard for me to separate the movie from the series, too. Yeah. Had a real hard time with that. You know, I, I, I just know so much happened in that, you know, particular scene, in that area. And so many important decisions, so many groundbreaking things. Uh, I mean, it was in the uh, <clears throat> the bridge of the original Enterprise, the first interracial kiss on television took place. And I, I see that and all these things come to me whenever I see that room. So I it's just, a nostalgia pick. It is, it is. Okay. A little, and it's just like, wow, so much happened here. So okay. that's why I went with that. You know, 
for a lot of the same. I I went with uh, Bozeman, Montana from First Contact, right? So it's the it's the future side of the Warp Five complex. It's where the Vulcan ship uh, to Planet Hoth makes first contact with humanity. Um, there's the, be, later there will be a statue of Zevran Cochran reaching out toward the future and shit. Like the, it's not that the location itself is, is really amazing. It's that I I feel like for sort of the same reason uh, I see so much history of the show and the series and the franchise, the same thing that the characters see when they're there. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're taken in by like, you know, like, you know, wow. Like there's like later right here is where the statue is going to be. You know what I mean? Like this, this is, this is where, this is where uh, the Phoenix takes off, you know? Um, and I think that, I think that's just really interesting. You know what I mean? Like the, because I, I think I think it's it's I feel what the characters feel. I think that's really important. You know what I mean? This site is so important to the Star Trek universe. There's even a there's an alternate history thing uh, where, you know, it's the same scenario happens, but then Zephram instead of shaking the Vulcan's hand, shoots him with a shotgun, and then like in the future, all the fucking humans are like these warlords and shit, and like it's it's just all right here, man. And like Bozeman, Montana, and this little missile site, and it's fucking cool, man. That's so that's that's my pick. Right on. Uh, best film location. I'm going Star Trek 2009, Iowa, home of James T. Kirk. Um, I think it's important to start off this new franchise, um, show what Earth looks like in this mm-hmm. alternate universe. Um, I think it adds a level of, of humanity to Kirk, um, especially before he becomes captain. Um, but uh, really for that shipyard, um, the Riverside yeah. Shipyard, it's where you see the USS Enterprise. It's under construction. Um, it's just a great reveal. Um, the, uh, the scale of that facility is just awe-inspiring, man. And something you're going to hear me say a lot um this versus is the scale yeah in general yeah. of star trek 2009 i think they nail scale I think so i'm a huge too, yeah. again star wars fan but i think he nails <clears throat> scale better in this abrams does than he does in the force awakens i think scale <clears throat> here is beautiful um but also the shipyard bar um that's where it's it looks it's sci-fi but it's very earth-based it's where pike dares kirk to be you know in, enlist in starfleet right. be better than his father so i'm going with uh, star trek 2009 iowa homes of james t kirk right that's, on it's funny, funny you just mentioned the, the Riverside, right? Like, so they had always said that Kirk was from Iowa, and they never said, like, what mm-hmm. town he was from. And so I think it was, like, in the 90s, uh, R- Riverside was basically like, you know what, fuck it, it's us. You know what I mean? He, he's from <laughs> he's from Riverside, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah. And then they made it canon. They, they, they made it like, yeah, cool, he's yeah. from and Riverside. I, dude, and they, I love that shot. There's something about that shot of, of just the shipyard under construction. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And then you just see nothing else around it. It's just, like, you know, fields. Yeah. You know, you could just imagine him as a kid, you know, even as a teenager, right. just seeing this being built. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and wanting to go on that journey, you know, deep down inside, yeah. you know, he right. knew he was meant for that. You know, right. uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, thought it was awesome. All right, that takes us to uh, best character. I went with uh, two thousand nine Spock. Uh, the reason why I didn't go with the uh, uh, Spock so much is, uh, you know, Spock is of course half Vulcan, half human, yeah. and in uh, any of the older Star Trek movies or series, really, he does not. I love Leonard Nimoy. Rest in peace. He does not play that half-human side very well sure. to me. But in 2009, he fucking nailed it. You really see the Vulcan and that half-human. Like when uh, uh, Shatner, or sorry, wrong series, but when Kirk fucks up his test. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, somebody beat your test. You Right away, Spock looks over and he's like, yeah. no, you can tell. There is human pride there, yeah. and yeah, this yeah, test yeah. he built, and it just got wounded. You know, a lot of people don't like that about the 2009. <clears throat> oh, I they, fucking love it. I, I like yeah. it too, personally. But you I mean, do, you see people both, you are can't so, ignore. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I know Leonard Nimoy was a huge fan of it. You know, that's that's why he actually took this role because yeah, of that he, hybrid. He they they came to him and said, like, you know, 
he, he, he's, he said, like, later in an interview, like, this is the only time in my entire life that people have come to me and said, we can't make this movie without you, and we won't make it without you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he was like, I really had to think about, you know what I mean, whether or not I wanted yeah. to do it and what it meant for the character yeah. and stuff. And, and I felt like yeah. this. Yeah. So that's why I, I never liked so much about the older ones is, you know, so many people would ignore that he's half human. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. I mean, that that just kind of obliterates so much story and right. and background and stuff. And, and they it think he be... shows too much emotion in 2009. Oh, they, see, they, I don't people think I mean, that he can... does. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he think does. Yeah, I said you see it from and like when he's talking to the council. I'll bring up that part later. But when he says "live long and prosper," I mean, you can just yeah, see yeah. in his eyes he's saying yeah. that contempt. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and and it just it does it shows both. And I think he does a brilliant job doing it. It's funny because I don't like Zachary Quinto really. Like I don't really, oh, really? I don't. No. I I, I loved him in America. Like as an actor or as an actor, as an actor. No, so so the thing that I know him for, I liked Heroes, mm-hmm. and he's in that. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Siler or whatever. Si- he, is Siler or Siler? Some yeah. it's, it's been a while since anybody's yeah, watched I mean, Heroes. I, I loved uh, it, and I just but I loved that, and time. he kind of ruined it for me because I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> can't act, and then. Be, it's almost because he doesn't show emotion, you know what I mean? That he's so good as Spock. It's like he's built in a lab somewhere to play fucking Spock. Like, like the, those things that I dislike about him as an actor are actually to his benefit. Yeah, it makes Spock, sense now. You know, like um, my favorite character, uh, and it's funny because you really do have to look at how the characters are in the film. There, I, you know, my favorite character is probably Worf. But you know what I mean, like, well, but you don't see that in the movie. You know what I mean? It's all shit yeah. from the series or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at like who you know who's the best character in the. I actually like Doctor Zephyr Cochran from uh, First Contact. I think that as as a character, you know, he has a complete arc. You know, in the in the film, I just like that. You know, everyone has this reverence for him. You know that he's this, he's he's a. Uh, such a famous person he he made first contact with vulcans he like changed the course of human history mm-hmm. and that he's just a fucking guy <laughs> yeah he's just a guy like he doesn't want this you know what i mean like he doesn't want to have a fucking statue of him reaching out into fucking yeah, future yeah. He and just shit like some cash yeah, yeah the, yeah the truth is like i just wanted to make some fucking money you know what i mean yeah. i'm not i'm not this hero that you think i am and and i think that just you know in interacting with the enterprise crew and sort of discovering you know all all these you know Hey, that's a really cool thing. Who said that? Well, like you, you fucking said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like you know, uh, you know. I think that's really great. I think he's a really neat character. Man, I thought I had this one figured out. Um, I don't know where I want to go with this one. Um, I do like Zephram Cochran. Is that how you say his name? You said Zephram. Zephram. Okay, played by James Cromwell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who I have written down. Um, but I tell you what, I love Spock in two thousand nine, but yeah. I even like Kirk. In 2009, I just oh, like his, yeah. I like his punk yeah. attitude, but you know, yeah. seeing him go from this punk that's exactly how you kid to yeah, yeah, this punk I mean, kid to first officer to captain first of the ship. Really. No, 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 <laughs> I I really love um, Kirk, you know, in uh, in 2009. But you brought up uh, Zephram Cochran, man. He's the first uh, human to create warp drive. Um, he's the pretty much the Randy Quaid of Earth. You know, he's yeah, like yeah. he's the cousin Eddie. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> he's is a, beautiful. He's, he plays Steppenwolf, uh, Magic Carpet Ride. <laughs> that's where they go up. Uh, he lives by a, just a, a fuck it quote. Don't try to be a great man. Just be a man and let history make its own judgments. Yeah. Um, he's the earliest known person in Trek to say, go boldly where no man has ever gone before. Yeah, um, yeah u- universities, cities, and planets are named after him. Um, the cousin Eddie has a 20-foot, 20 20-meter 20, 20 statue, like you yeah, said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, he's respected by everyone. So I, I really like his character, but... I'll be honest, like, uh, First Contact, I'm not a fan of First Contact. Yeah. I like Jean-Luc Picard. I thought he's great. I, I don't know if I can give a best act or best character to a movie that I don't really want to watch again. Not like, well, but but is he best character? I mean, I, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I uh, I thought he was a great character. 
I'm gonna. Did you just shit? Someone shit their pants. Is that someone snoring? Man, we're putting you to sleep over there. Sheesh. No, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna switch that up though. I do like that pick. That's where you went, right? Yeah, Zephram. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. But man, I can't get Kirk out of my head. He's fun. He's exciting. Um, everything about him. I think they nailed the casting with Chris. I think Pine. they nailed the fucking casting across the board. In one hundred percent with you. I, I think that it, it, it's it's interesting because like you have the you have whatever almost 40 years worth of fans. These, these are people who grew up watching Star Trek, I would imagine. Yeah. That, you know, you you can look at, you can basically distill what made those characters so good in the original series and just be like, okay, like, that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like, And so every one of the characters, and I think all, I think the casting is fucking incredible. Yeah. I think I'm, you, it's amazing. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Kirk. Um, I do like that pick, though. I'm going to go Kirk. I love Kirk. I think he's awesome. But you know who else I love, man? I think they, uh, like you said, everyone in 2009... I think um, they they nailed you yeah. know, the the cast, but Bones. Bones is so good. Is so good. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Kirk for favorite character. So uh, that takes us to best screen duo. Oh, 2009 Kirk and Spock. Uh, just watching those two start out when they were young, and just even though they didn't like each other, even they they still played off of each other. Yeah. And you know, as much as that relationship grows, you know, seeing these complete yeah. polar opposites. Uh, both both did their characters well. I mean, really, really, really well. He said, you know, you love Kirk and I love Spock, but just watching them together on screen, you could just awesome. feel it. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Well, Abrams had said, you know, it, uh, so my pick also was James Kirk and Spock from Star Trek 2009. Um, you know, he he had said, like, it, it famously at this point, I think, had said, you know, I'm, I'm more of a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan. You know what I mean? And he, he said, like, I think that, uh, you know, Star Trek to me is like Kirk and Spock. And so that's what he wanted to get back with with the, with this with this film was their relationship, you know. And yeah. I think so. Even though I love their relationship in Wrath of Khan, I really do. Um, it, the whole film, basically, two thousand nine, is all is basically just about them and their relationship and them, you know, starting. It's it's a uh, Toy Story, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> they start off over here and then the whole movie they come together and then at the end they're like best friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> So that's my that's my pick as well. All right, yeah, I'm going with um, yeah Spock and Kirk. Um, I think that this new Star Trek cast has some big shoes to fill, and I think they've really yeah. established yeah. themselves. I they mean, it, it would have been so easy for me to go Kirk and Spock, Kirk and Bones. I mean, I even like Kirk and Pike. Yeah. You know this the oh, yeah. scenes that they yeah, have yeah. together, Spock and Uhura. Um, fuck, I even love Scotty and that little alien guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can watch them, you know, all day. But um, everything works. All the duo works. Uh, all the duos, all the duos work. Um, but uh, above all else, though, yeah, Kirk and Spock. I think you, they had to work together. On yeah, screen. they had. They, to, they yeah, had yeah. to. And I think uh, every scene works. Um, you know, especially every interaction, uh, the scenes between Kirk, uh, um, Spock accusing Kirk of cheating during mm-hmm. the Kobayashi Maru. Um, and like right now, I'm scared to death when Han Solo comes out that they're going to explain they're going to do a, a, a botched job on the Kessel Run. Yeah. yeah, I thought the uh, Kobayashi Maru was actually handled really well here. Oh yeah, you know, a lot talking of yeah. about it. a lot of what I really like about. Star Trek about the the 2009 is just the throwbacks to old material. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the Kobayashi Maru, they handle do. it. That's so, hard to do because when, when they you, handle when you, it, so yeah. Well. When you say yeah. that you're gonna you're gonna film that scene, like I am with the Kessel Run right now, I don't right. want to see that because in my head it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And the Kobayashi Maru, I think, would probably be one of those things as well. It's perfect. You don't need to you don't need to film that 
it's, it's better in my head. But I think they handled that so well, and it's be, it's because of Kirk and Spock and how right. they handle that scene together. And it's, mm-hmm. it's because because it's an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In in Wrath of Khan, it's Kirk explaining to Savick. You know what I mean? That this yeah, this yeah. is an unwinnable situation. It's about how you handle life and death. And in the 2009, it's Spock teaching Kirk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's those same <laughs> beats, but they're different yeah. characters. And then, and then Kirk um, emotionally compromising Spock. Right. Is fantastic. Oh, yeah. and, and I had to ask myself um, when I was done with this movie, all right, for best duo. Um, what was the duo that um, after this movie was over that I wanted to continue that journey with? Yeah. And it, even though I don't, I'm not a big fan of um, you know into uh, into the darkness or beyond. There's there's pieces of that movie I do like still because mm. that cast is still amazing. And uh, yeah, they're awesome there too. And uh, right. yeah, I think Spock and uh, Kirk and Spock 2009, awesome. Uh, that takes us to best villain antagonist. Uh, well, 2009 again, Nero. Uh, to me, he was easily the best villain, I thought. Uh, you went Nero over Khan? Khan didn't do Holy anything. What the fuck shit. Did, once he put the bugs in their ears, what did he do I would like that? to hear this. Okay, let's... let's. That's let's, actually a good pick. Because it was just one epic fail for him after another. I like another. Nero, don't get me wrong. He, what, what does Khan do, though? He doesn't do you... shit. He just talks <laughs> a lot of shit. I'll have you, Kirk. Oh, shit, he's gone. Kirk, oh, oh fuck. He's gone. <laughs> Kirk, I does he, oh, kill, does he I couldn't remember. Does he kill anybody? After, Nobody fucking important. Just a bunch of. Does he kill anybody <laughs> after he puts the critters in their? Area? No, as far as I know, no. Like I said, nobody important. He, I mean, he kills the 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 the, the, space, the space the science vessel. He kills everybody on the science vessel, right? Nobody Hangs important. him up or whatever. <laughs> does he? I, I can't remember. Well, I mean, he blasts how... he blasts the shit out of the fucking Enterprise yeah. and kills a bunch of the crew. Maybe it's because I, mean, I was not like that. I don't. I don't. Hand, I didn't like, feel like there's yeah. a threat. Well, no, there. yeah, that, but, I, I feel like, and I do think he has flavor. I think he has flavor he has potential, but he didn't. But he, I don't think do he anything. does much as a villain. He just talks a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, um, that's but, all he did. And then the the Borg, I, I love the concept of the Borg, but I felt like you know they'd kind of been there, done that. See, They're just more annoying than anything. You know, again, it's hard to handle the Borg correct. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the outsider looking in, okay. Uh, but with the Borg, all I see is like, and I don't know how the, how the, if this was how it was handled. First but, contact did them no justice. Okay, I, I imagine the Borg as you know TV. They needed a fucking constant threat, and they just took the most generic shit, space zombies. You know, and I can't fucking stand the Borg. I can't stand just, looking at okay, it. It's, like, it's, it's, it's such a boring apocalypse level threat. The, the, mm. that's the, it's, it's 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 hard. Generic the, the Hellraiser concept is very crazy. Fucking Generic yeah. Hellraiser concept is like what kept on right. going through. Okay, like I said, the, if, I, if I was an outsider looking in, and first contact was the only thing I'd see with the Borg, I'd be like, "Wow, these guys are a bunch of fucktards." Right. But if you you know if you're a fan of the series or whatever, the Borg are really their, their story and their background really complex, really interesting, and like I said. First contact just the, did no justice. The Borg are one of those things, man. Where like you got to use your fucking imagination. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, like the material is there. Like they're fucking cool, but I, I get it. Like they don't fucking look cool. They don't. No, yeah. Most of the time you see them, they're not doing. Anything. I was bored yeah, as fuck exactly. with the Borg. They're man. just kind of like messing around with computer shit, right? It, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. So and then Khan, like, I loved his acting, but honestly, as a villain, he was just more annoying. You know, he never did get Kirk. Or even come. Well, that's I mean, the thing. Just, so, whereas he, Nero, I mean, he wiped out a whole fucking planet. This guy was out for Vulcan blood, and he fucking got oh, himself yeah. a bucket full of Vulcan blood. Oh, for sure. Which, yeah. which made, to me, made him the well, best villain. It's, it's, it's interesting you say that, and I, th- I have a feeling I know where Nathan's going to go. And <laughs> you do. I'll show you where I'm going to go in a second. <laughs> I, I actually, I really like Nero. Don't get me wrong. I think, but I think Khan is like Khan is like the iconic 
villain. Like, and I don't so, get why. Well, the know? thing, the thing he's, that he's that, iconic. Like, I think the, Lord Humongous is iconic from Road Warrior, right? But nothing else past. I mean, no, he looks I, so, I mean, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I like okay. about him. I'll, I'll tell you what I like about him. I, I like that he so. I like that he's flawed in the sen- in the sense that like he wins like four fucking times, dude. Like like he escapes exile, not not enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not enough. I got I got to fuck over Kirk, so Kirk shows up. He ambushes him. He's got him fucking dead to rights. You know what I mean? And then it's like, but he's got to let him know. He's got to fuck with him. I mean, he's got to let him monologue. know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a monologue. He's got to let him know. Like I'm the one that fucking um, beats you. Now, I'm gonna give you sixty seconds to fuck around. You know what I mean? Like just because I have the superior intellect, then he traps him underground. And it just doesn't fucking check on him. You know what I mean? Like, just because I, I like that he... And then even at the end, where where it's like, you have you have Genesis. You have your fucking freedom. You have everything you want. And he's like, I gotta fucking kill him. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I love that he he's Ahab. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's exactly... I mean, they, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty obvious about it, but he but he's Ahab. You know what I mean? He's the... And then, you know, even during um, during filming, the, the, the director, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Meyer, had said... You know, like you're you're a fucking great actor. I mean, you you should basically just be fucking Ahab. And he's like, you know, and they said like, Ricardo was like, you know, I have this Hispanic accent, and people don't take me seriously in those roles. You know what I mean? Like, I play a lot of like Native Americans. You know, like because it was that time. Yeah. And he said like, you should just fucking do it, man. You know what I mean? Like like you should just fucking be like Captain Ahab. Just and then own it. <laughs> yeah, just own it. And I think he fucking does an amazing job. Like I I, I really like Khan. Yeah. I, so I'm going with a tie. Okay, and I think it's fair because you. I I think like when when you first said Nero, and then you're like, how the fuck? <laughs> I look at it from you know not being a Trek fan as a movie guy. Um, it, Khan means shit to me. Sure. And I line these templates up, and you have Khan, and, and they're they're so similar. They're both undone because of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Nero is looking to get vengeance against um you know those responsible for the destruction of Romulus, and so he wants to kill Spock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Killed uh, with the, the with the destruction of Romulus, killed everyone that he loved. Right. All right. So then you look at Khan. He's looking to get vengeance on Kirk because he exiled him to a desert planet, <laughs> killed people that he loved. Simple right. vengeance, you know, a plot. So you got those there. You look at the villainous traits. Now we're breaking down for villain. You know, N- uh, Nero destroyed USS Kelvin. You know, he destroyed Vulcan and the majority of the Vulcan race. So what, a thousand people on the USS Kelvin, God knows how many people, the Vulcan fucking race. Um, he's essentially the, a fucking um, Romulan Death Star right. is what, yeah. what Nero is, <laughs> right. you know? And then you, he, I think he makes Khan, from a villain point, look like a fucking Sunday school teacher. An old and Sunday school teacher. And that's the problem. In the film, sure. In, I mean, in in the context of the start of the Star Trek universe, he's fucking supreme commander of fucking Earth. You know what I mean? Like he like ruled over like one quarter of Earth's population. And I don't feel that. No, and I know they, they don't yeah. fucking they I don't go into we get to it. What the fuck? Like, you know, when we get to set of Alpha Six, you right. know, and, and, and I and I get that. and why I you would that. want to keep track of a motherfucker like that because right. <laughs> he's still goddamn powerful. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with that. Sure, <laughs> but it was like you know, um, he put some alien critters in these guys' ears, and then he just sits back looking like an old woman. You know the rest of that. Have you seen those memes of like Aerosmith? What he looks like now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you know. Like Ricardo Maldonado. But the reason, so I'm talking some shit. But the reason I give a tie is because I think he has flavor. Like he has um, some great lines. You know, I, I do like oh, the superhuman yeah. race idea. I wish it was more developed. Yeah. They try to do that with into uh, you know the, the darkness. Uh, into darkness. I, I think they failed miserably. Yeah. So I have to pick a con. Yeah. I'll pick this one, obviously. Uh, but I, he's he's very charismatic. He's got that <laughs> he's got that regal demeanor. You know, right. um, he's got some great lines like "Revenge is a, a dish best served cold." Right. Also, uh, from Hell's Heart, I stab at thee. In a Tarantino film, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening to Kill Bill. They and that's one. why 
I give it a tie. I think he's got some flavor, but I think the real villain here is Nero. Um, See, Conan but, had so much potential. It's like I was watching this, and I'm like, because I've been a long time, so I've seen it. I'm like, oh my god, I know. Yeah. He if can you do put these, I, I, I could put watch these, him all fucking day. If you man, put these I two characters him. together, I think you have a pantheon villain with his <laughs> with his villainy his and style. you give you give um um Eric Boner. <laughs> you give Eric Bona, Banna, you know, um, some of these lines and let him play around because that's the only sure. thing bad thing. Like I think he's villainous, but he's very generic. Yeah, you know, his deeds, his deeds are cruel as hell. And the very thing villain. is, you don't even like, yeah. like you don't even. He has like fucking five minutes of screen time in that. Mm. Film. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, uh, it's Ayla or whoever his like second in command mm. guy who's the one who's actually talking to people. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Nero just fucking yeah. sits back there with that trident, which I think, <laughs> which, which, which I think, which I think is important to Star Trek two thousand nine. Yeah. Because I think with uh, with him being, you know, um, a bat doing the villainous deeds that he does, blowing up a planet, and you know the Kelvin, I think it's it's nice to leave him in the background though, because then you get to see the crew dynamic of two thousand nine, which we've been loving on so much. Sure, you know, we get to spend more time with the crew, and he almost becomes like a Batman Begins kind of villain. I get you know, I got you. in, in yeah. the shadows. So I like that. So I had to go with a tie there. Um, what about where are we going now? Best hero Best and protagonist. Uh, I went with Star Trek Two, Spock. Nothing says to me, hero, like giving up your life for your friends and your crew. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, he, he did it hardcore without any thought about himself. He knew, you know, what was right, what he had to do. And he died for that. I mean, like I said, he mainly did it for, you know, Kirk and Bones, his best friends. But his whole crew... Their life was on the line. There was no other way around it. Right, the, the needs of the many outweigh the, outweigh needs, the of, needs of the few. Or the yeah, one. Or the <laughs> and he lived by that, and that's what he did. I mean, like I said, there's you don't get to be a much greater hero than that. It's fun, It's I went with the exact same pick. I, it's, it's like, I always make like, I'll make a list, you know, and it's like best hero, and then I'll try to pick the best hero, in, 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 in my opinion, from every film, and then I try to cross it out from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Kind of how I do it. It, it you know, I'll, I'll, I'm looking at Spock, and it's like there's just nothing. There's, I, mean, I mean, it's not that there's, it's not that there's no one else who did things that are heroic, but there's nothing that that fucking compares to that, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, well, um, you disagree? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're wrong. Okay. But you get. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really like. I, we, we watched it again today. You know, again, you're not going to see much reaction out of Spock because he's a he's a Vulcan anyway. But like, as soon as as soon as he hears what's what's happening in engineering, he literally just fucking gets up and goes. You yeah, know, like, he, oh he, shit, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. You know, um, you know, neck pinches fucking bones and just goes in there and like, you know, it sacrifices himself for everybody. I think that's awesome. I, I think that's as far as as far as being a hero. I think yeah, that's yeah. As, that's about as good as it gets. Who, who who's better? Uh, there's a uh, one that actually equals that, and I'm going with my second tie for this versus, and it's uh, Spock and George Kirk, who both gave the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, okay, yeah. All right, and you guys, you guys have ties. I mean, but uh, I mean, I get, yeah, I don't. Do you guys use your ties? I used uh, my I, ties. I, I did it. not in this one. Man, I I think you should reconsider maybe putting him as a tie here because um, exactly what you said. He does the exact same thing, and to quote Pike, George Kirk yeah. was the captain of the starship for 12 minutes and saved 800 lives. Now, Rathacon right. is dated, but when I'm watching it, that's why I give it a tie. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, Spock saved eight fucking people. 
Okay, when I'm watching two, and I know it's the Enterprise, they probably yeah, have like thousands. Eight, there's probably thousands on, that shit, on it, like, so I, 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 I had to think about it, use my imagination. I promise you, I will right. give credit to that guy later. Okay, because uh, I was gonna say, man, I mean, they both gave the exact same fucking sacrifice, I, I and they give it to Spock. Later. Why? Just because he's Spock? Well, you, you know? see, I mean, there's so much build up to it throughout the plot, where George, George is in the film for five minutes. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm yeah, not trying to do better. Twelve minutes. He's the captain <laughs> yeah. of a starship. I don't. I don't disagree with Saved you. Saved his son and, and, and yeah, all no, those no, people. No. So. And I and I get that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I know. That's. I mean, that's fine. That's only, that's a problem too. I have with like you know these older Star Trek films, and I could pin this on any kind of '80s film in general uh, when we're looking yeah. at something like this. But I felt like there's there's like eight fucking people. In and you pose. know what? The, that exact thing. Like we'll. Talk, I'll talk about. It. I'll bring it up again okay. later, so we don't have to touch base on. All right. Uh, best kill. Uh, Star Trek Two. Spock suicide. Okay. You know, again, I I, I I had to give that scene some more credit. Uh, but he basically killed himself, again, for the reasons I gave up above there. Man, poor so, George Kirk. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him. <laughs> uh, you know, for his, again, for his friends, pretty much his family and his crew. So, yeah, I pretty much gave that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, mean I, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, my best kill was um so in the beginning it's in the beginning of uh 2009 Star Trek when uh Captain Rabot goes over to the um the Narada and he's he's talk he's talking to him and he's like what's the current star date and he's like oh it's whatever and Nero just gets up and fucking spikes that motherfucker <laughs> like just like just with a fucking trident <laughs> like, like just gets up and just jacks him and as soon as and it, it's such a visceral hit like as soon as he hits it cuts to like his life monitor or whatever everyone's like holy shit he's fucking dead <laughs> like, the whole the whole bridge just goes fucking crazy I love that I that love good. that one. All right, I am going to give a runner-up real quick. Um, it's where Captain Picard lures two uh, lures uh, two Borg drones into into the hollow deck and pulls out a fucking yeah. Tommy gun oh, yeah, yeah. and just like just sprays them with bullets. And they say Tarantino can't direct a fucking Star Trek movie. Okay, my ass. That almost got it, dude, because he looked mean when he had that Tommy yeah. gun. He's like, "Fuck you, Borg motherfuckers! You ain't taking me to your ship and raping me again." <laughs> but um. God damn. <laughs> I went with a Captain Kirk's, and some Trekkies will hate me for this, but it's Captain Kirk's Han Solo moment, okay? And it's, uh, Nero is, uh, he's beating Kirk, okay? And he says, I know your face from Earth's history books. James T. Kirk was considered to be a great man. He went on to become captain of the USS Enterprise, but that was another life. A life I will deprive you uh, just like I did your father. And then, so Nero disappears, right? And then Kirk gets choked by a Romulan thug, right? Yeah. And uh, he's being choked, and he tries to say something. He can't get the uh, words out, right. you know? And uh, the Romulan, like, he lets him speak for a second, you know? And he goes, I got your gun. I got your gun. And he <laughs> fucking blows him away. And I'm, and I'm like, that right there, yeah, motherfucker, badass. is why Kirk is in the goddamn history books, okay? Because yeah. he's smooth. He's, he's going to think he's a quick thinker, you know? Um, so that was my best kill, 2009. Yeah, that's a good one, nice. too. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to... What the fuck? Um, so this could be anything. That just makes you, you're watching the movies and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. There's no points you know, subtracted. It's just, it's a what the fuck's happening. Okay, I hope this doesn't bite me in the ass. Uh, Star are Trek 2. Are we doing runner-ups first? For yeah, this, let's do runner-ups like... real quick. Do you have any runner-ups? No, this oh, is okay. so huge for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, unless I miss something, wrong planet. For which which one? Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Oh, How okay. the fuck... <laughs> Do you not know a planet exploded? 
And how do you not kill this? Like, I know, I've seen the episode. I know what a badass Khan can be. How do you not keep track of this? And it wasn't just Khan. It was his family, his followers, all super smart. I have a feeling if you're going to... Because they wanted to go, what, (laughs) Seti Seti Alpha 6? Yes, and... So let me get the... Because I didn't even understand this. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So They moved him on Seti Alpha 5. Okay, and so they thought the best place for their Genesis product... Seti Alpha 6. Seti Alpha 6. So with 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 Khan being on City Alpha 5, right? Yes. They would have to have that place lock and key that system. They would want to know I mean, you'd you think. They want to know what's going on with that system at all fucking times. <laughs> I, so did, I would, watched this twice cuz I thought, "Oh my god." So I, I, just I watched like something. I watched that scene like four or five times. Cuz this is not just a tiny little slip hole here. This is a huge this just ruins the whole fucking movie. Well, cuz I'm like I'm like so you have It's a big fucking hole. And so if you if you if you're if you're watching City that City Alpha system, okay? Because if a superhuman, okay, can take over the fight, what did you say at the beginning, like earlier? He's like, he has like one quarter of the Earth's population. Wow, like you have that under fucking lock and key, okay? And then they just you secure that shit. You would, and, and, and besides that, you you would have it so under lock and key, you would know when a fucking planet explodes. Yeah, wouldn't that like you know somebody go? Oh hey. shit, we didn't even know a planet exploded. Well, they also said they were the only ship in the quadrants or whatever when it happened. I mean, I don't know how big a fucking uh-huh. quadrant is. Maybe there's just no other fucking ships. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no so other ships in that fucking what's the closest place galaxy? To, what's the closest it? place to Earth? In what? In, in in space. What's the closest place to Earth? Is, like Mar- Mars? is it Mars? Is it Mars? Uh-huh. How far is fucking Mars from Earth? I don't know, fucking so, ton. So, like so when SETI Alpha Six blew up, right? SETI Alpha Five just went and it took it took its place in orbit. I don't know. I'm just. No, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to figure it. Out. I, I seriously I mean, have no fucking idea. I mean, he did. So, he did so, say so, it shifted out of orbit. It shifted. It, I mean, I don't know that it took its place in orbit, but the explosion knocked it off of its orbit, well, and that's what caused the fucking the environment to go all crazy. I'm trying, and, well, I'm trying to think like when they beam down to the planet to survey it. You have to have exact fucking coordinates to beam down, right? The 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 slightest you know uh, malfunction of coordinates would put you in fucking outer space. You know, it could put you hard telling them where. And so they landed exactly where they wanted to fucking land yeah. for the survey, right? I mean, is that how I'm seeing it? That, it was confusing as fuck. And also, uh, when Khan looks at uh, Chekhov and says, "How oh, you?" I know. Chekhov wasn't in Chekhov, the series. He at wasn't the time. even in the series until season two. <laughs> that motherfucker doesn't know Chekhov. <laughs> I know. I was just. Like, was, <laughs> now, if you had, you know, I was just like, what? No, you don't. Yeah, that's the one Dude. fucking character you can't say that to. Like, I, I was watching when he said <laughs> the one person you can't say it to. <laughs> the one he is. fucking guy. Chekhov like, didn't come into episode one of season now, if two. If he said to Hulu, "Go, oh my," I would have been <laughs> like, <laughs> "Oh shit," you know. But I mean, and he was just like Botany Bay. You know what I mean? We said, "Where do I know that name?" I was thinking. Oh, I'm sure Kirk and the crew have told him, hey, you know, this one right. time, yeah. this mad motherfucker, we put him on a planet, just said, fucking. Yeah. Well, the yeah, first yeah, time you yeah. said that like, you're going to try Genesis you. on in the SETI Alpha system, you're like, no, dude, I ain't fucking going anywhere right. near that superhuman he, motherfucker. No, 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 no. <laughs> he will rule my ass. <laughs> you know, but I just, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that that wasn't me. Um, yeah, I had a big problem with that. Wrong well. planet, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can I give one of my runner-ups real quick? Yeah. Um, it wasn't uh, anything that really I'm gonna take points away or anything. It was just a really it was a dated scene. And again, this isn't just a con thing. You would find this in Superman, fucking you know Superman. Right. You would find this in any '80s movie. Um, but um, it's when cock cock. Oh my god! I love that one Star Trek villain. You know, oh. cock cock. <laughs> Wait till you see his oh, two thugs. 
Oh my god. Okay, cock. Oh my god. That's oh, hilarious. Oh god. That is so logical. Cock and Kirk. They, they they turn their backs on each other when they're having a strategy session with their crew. Sure. And it, yeah, do you remember yeah. that scene? It was so yeah. fucking weird. I'm like, you can tell they're both talking shit. Right? <laughs> you know? Hey, like, hey. Here's what we're, all right, Con. So here's what we're going to fucking do. Yeah. And you can see I got just have expected somebody to go, I can see you on the monitor, <laughs> dumbass. I know. Well, no, they, I mean, they acknowledge that he's like, you know, keep keep nodding. So he thinks that I'm giving orders. And Spock's like, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep, yep. yep. He's doing the same thing. He's even like, Con, like in his Chippendale dancer. He's like, yeah. he's looking over his shoulder. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the dancer. fuck's going on? They are actually Chippendale dancers. Are yeah, they <laughs> really? All, everyone in this fucking group. <laughs> All, all the members of his oh, crew are Chippendale dancers. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that's one of my thing. other runner-ups. So, um, that is so beautiful. You, that was your number one, though, Steady Alpha? Yeah, I could not get past that. All right, let's get into your number one. My, my, you, Do you have any more runner-ups? Uh, oh, you know what? I did have one more runner-up. Something popped into my head. The cyborg, or the, the, the uh, Borg's suits. The Borg's cock? Yeah, the Borg's <laughs> cock, Borg cock. You could tell that they were just rubber. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is hor- this, this is a Star Trek movie. I know it's got a better budget than this. Mm-hmm. Horrible fucking costume. Yeah, can I talk about that real quick? Like that was a what the fuck yeah, for me. But- Are you a first contact fan? Because I don't, I haven't heard too many awards from you. I don't, Next Generation is my favorite of the series. I don't really think there are any like fantastic next generation films. Okay. Yeah. Because you but, surprised the shit out of me. I didn't know if you were you were messing with me or what. Because oh, I was fucking you with you. The message, you're like, I'm putting it all on. You know, first, on, contact, first contact and, and, and the like Facebook comments, contact. and I was like, Jesus Christ, am I missing something here? Because no. I'm like, you know, it is highly rated at ninety four percent. I watched yeah. it. That's a what the fuck to me. I watched it, and I was like, I don't know how the fuck. Right. Editing, yeah. cinematography, special effects, acting, everything. So, I, I, I love so, the so let me tell you what I what I like movie. about what I like about it. Like, so John, Jonathan Frakes directed it. He's he's Riker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he directed a few. Um, a few episodes, like he did some Next Generation episodes, he did some Voyager, Voyager episodes, yeah. and he did these nine episodes, but he never done a, a film. You know what I mean? And so you got to give him, you got to give him a little bit of leeway just for that, anyway. But like, but I think that that First Contact feels like an episode. You know, in a lot of ways, it just feels like an episode of Next Generation, like a long episode, and I like that. Is you know this what I mean? Trek fans? You think like blowing up the the tomato score then? For I mean, it's entirely because I didn't. Man, as a, as I a wouldn't give it a ninety four. Yeah, get, I wouldn't give it a ninety four. Man, it was my I, least favorite because we, we don't have a worst picture in yeah. this. It would have got my worst picture yeah. for sure. I, th- I think that maybe what people like about it is that it th- I think it maybe feels the most like a like a Trek episode. You know what really? I mean? Compared to the others, I think it certainly does. And maybe that's just maybe that's know, it, yeah. what people like. You know? Did you have any other runner-ups before we get to your number? Uh, well, I was gonna say the Khan recognizes Chekhov thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things I thought was interesting was that uh, Simon Pegg didn't audition for the role oh, yeah, of, yeah. of uh, Scotty. Like, like J.J. Abrams literally just emailed him and was like, "You want to be Scotty?" <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "He's like, I mean, yeah." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, "I pay you to be Scotty." He's like, "I pay you to be Scotty. You don't even have to fucking pay me." Um, <laughs> he, he's uh, a brilliant Scotty too. By the way, oh, he's oh, a yeah, great he Scotty. He did great. He did great. Um, are you gonna do the Montalban's chest thing? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. what you're going? <laughs> yeah, then I, okay, then good, then good. I want, I, that was one of my runners up. Okay. But go ahead. Because we we try not to talk about any of these awards. You know, we try to make it fresh at the table. <laughs> and uh, that was one though. I talked to you guys in Messenger, and I was like, um, "Is is uh, Ricardo Montalban's chest? Yeah. Is it fake?" I, and I go, "I will bet money on it." <laughs> and then I then I Google, and I came back like two minutes later, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I would I would have said what the fuck." 
that looks stupid. His fake right. fucking chest, but it's not a fake chest. And so I started reading a few articles. <laughs> He's jacked, and uh, there, there, there was there was some rumors that uh, you know, Chippendales oiled him. It looks yeah, like there, there was shiny. there was some rumors that Montalban's. Uh, uh, chest was uh was artificial, right? Artificially enhanced, and I tell you what, dude, he's he's doing shit in the in, in the ships and everything, and it's like his it doesn't flex. Yeah, it's just it's just a solid piece of plastic. <laughs> that looks like. And I found out here's a quote from the production designer. He goes, uh, he he created the open chest outfit to highlight the sexy sexy Jesus Christ. My mind's in the gutter. The sixty <laughs> the sixty one year old's robust physique. Yeah. He was sixty one. He was sixty one. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. They, they literally designed his outfit specifically yeah. to show off that he's fucking jacked. <laughs> like Damn. And I'm like, well, you know, shit. I, I would have got a I would have lost money on that. I would have lost money because yeah. it's not a fake chest. That is his sixty one year old chest. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah I kinda wonder too because like I said I didn't see it move. So I was like, yeah, oh, no, surely they didn't. And it's funny because Rachel and I, I were talking that, about I was like, it. Oh wait, maybe this she, is. She fake. was like, she's like, I can't even, I can't stop. I was gonna pause this. You guys keep you know. on talking. I'm gonna take a piss real quick. General quarters, security condition three. Thank you, security three, sir. General quarters three, intruder alert. GQ three, intruder alert. We didn't keep talking. We didn't know if this yeah. is this recording or what's the what's oh, the yeah, point? Yeah, just I was gonna say, just fuck it, man. Talk. Oh, okay. Well, I hadn't done my award yet. I didn't know where to stop. Was all... uh, Let's do this because it is fucking cold. Dude, it there. is fucking cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay, so so the my pick for uh, the what the fuck actually was the uh, it it's, goes along with first contact. So the script changed a lot in in production, and originally it was gonna be Star Trek Renaissance. And basically, it was the same plot, but rather than going back to uh, to stop the Phoenix in First Contact, they were going to go go back to the to the Renaissance period and stop humanity's technology technological advancement during that time. I just so, fans. You want to go pee so, and take a dick in the ass? <laughs> so like the the so in Renaissance, they were going to be you know they were going to track the Borg to like uh, their hive in like a, a castle dungeon, God, you and like there was a, I don't even smell it. I do. Oh wow! It's coming over this way. Uh, they were gonna they were gonna have like sword fights with the Borg and shit. Uh, Data was going to be the apprentice of like Leonardo da Vinci and shit. Like that would have been it's, fucking. Horrible. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm glad they changed it. But yeah, I, that yeah, sounds shitty. It sounds pretty shitty, but yeah, that's why they changed it. It sounds shittier contact. than first contact. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that takes us to uh, best score or yep. soundtrack in a Star Trek movie. Where are you going? Yeah, you know, I went. Uh, first contact was my least favorite movie, but I love the soundtrack. It's not a good soundtrack. You know, it, I, I loved it. Uh, Wrath of Khan would have been a close one for me, but I, I do when I think I think of the rock and roll scenes. Oh, like yeah, you yeah. said, the magic. What better song can yeah. you listen to breaking that barrier? Magic Carpet Ride. You know, right. that, the theme songs at the beginning, of course, and it, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's what added up for me. That's cool, man. Um, this was a tie for me. So originally, it was... Um, Michael Giacchino for for uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the Michael Giacchino scores. He did Coco recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I love. Um, but when I went back today and I watched Wrath of Khan, there was a there was a, a making of sort of thing, and it was like you know the composing composing the the, the Genesis or whatever. And to hear uh, James Horner talk about the the how he composed it, and you know. That's when I went back and watched it. You know, he's got he's got a theme for Khan. He's got a theme for the Enterprise. He's got a theme for Kirk. And then as as they're switching cameras, you know what I mean, and, and going from one from one bridge to another bridge, like when you when you watch it again, like it's so fucking good. Like he's so on on beat with like as soon as it goes back to to Khan to the Reliant, it does that theme. You know what I mean? So you know 
just instinctively like where you are just from the sound. And I think that's really impressive. Yeah. Like I think overall I like the the Star Trek theme the Star Trek music better for 2009. Um but just the, the implementation I think of of the soundtrack in Wrath of Khan, I really I I had to tie it up. So oh, right that was on. a tie. That was a tie. Oh, awesome, awesome. I went uh, with uh, 2009. Um, it's I think so it, good. Yeah, yeah, man. I think yeah. it honors the past, but moves the franchise forward. Um, a couple of my favorite tracks: uh, Spock's theme. I think is really f- reflective. Um, uh, Kirk's uh, "Hella Bar Talk" is what is, is what the track is called. Uh, that score is great. Nero sided. Mm-hmm. It's loud and just fucking Im- very yeah. imposing, you know. Um, and then 2009's take on the original 1966 Star Trek theme, right? You know, in the uh, in the closing credits and the end credits, awesome. Um, so I think uh, just fresh and modern, but still honoring the past. I think 2009 um, did it for me. So that takes us to best quote. Uh, 2009 Spock, live long and prosper. And I mentioned this earlier, mm-hmm. but what made this part different for me is how he said it, and it was to the council. Yeah. Uh, the tone of his mm, voice, yeah. the look on his eyes. How many Vulcans <laughs> have said "live long and prosper" and sincerely thought, "Suck my dick"? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and you, like I said, the way he said it, you could see it. It was just such, just beautifully put. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I had to give that to him. I love that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. I like it. <laughs> Uh, best quote for you? My best quote for me is pretty set in stone, man. Um, in Wrath of Khan at Spock's funeral. Um, I fucking choke up every time Every time he says it. But he says, of, of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls that I've encountered in my travels, his was the most human. No, that is it's, a Like, he chokes up when he says yeah. it. It's, it's like when, when, when Kirk chokes up a little bit. I got like a little, little yeah, yeah, tear. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It's so no, good. That's, like, that's it's good. such I mean, a like, that, good That's a line. lifelong friend, right. and he died for him. You know, I mean, that's right. like, such yeah, a powerful that, that, scene that is to awesome. itself. Um, didn't Scotty have a loved one on Wrath of Khan? Wasn't, wasn't he loved one? He was a okay. no. The, he was Scott, a new recruit. It was, the, it was new, the, the the recruit that dies was the guy that introduces himself to, to Kirk when he walks on. Okay, yeah. that's that's the only like, but you know, yeah, but but Scotty's you know like he stayed at his post. When yeah, everyone yeah. else ran away, you know, and it's just, yeah. Yeah, where's his fucking funeral? Well, you know what? He wasn't a, he wasn't a fucking officer. He was <laughs> I, he I, wasn't an instant expendable. Yeah, so they suck. <laughs> if this was the original, <laughs> if, if this was part of the series, he would have been wearing a red shirt. <laughs> okay, I haven't given too much to Khan tonight, so I'm going to give one uh, here, and it's uh Con sex slave, maybe it's his son. <laughs> son sex slave, who can tell a fucking difference? <laughs> I don't know about them superhumans. <laughs> okay, uh, who, who is that guy? Like his right hand man? Just a second. Yeah, yeah. just a this second. Is number two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's so very sexy number two. <laughs> <laughs> so his sexy number two goes. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a, a con quote, but this sets it up. He says, uh, "You know, we're all with you, sir. But consider this: we are free. We yeah. have a ship." And uh, the means to go uh, where we will. We have escaped permanent exile on on City Alpha Five. You have defeated the plans of Admiral Kirk. You do not. You do not need to defeat him again. And he, so he goes. He tasks. He me. tasks. <laughs> yeah. Me. I love how he says. That. And so again, this is so. This is why he got a tie with Nero because he has flavor. This is my second. This is my runner. Okay. Quote. So he has flavor, yeah. and that's the only reason that he. Uh, yeah. I put him up there with Nero, but he has flavor. He goes. He tasks me. Yeah. He tasks me, and uh, I shall have him. He goes, I will chase him around the moons of Nibia and around uh, Antares Maelstrom and around Perdition's flames before I give him up. Right. And it's just the way he says it in such conviction. Yeah, he's, he's referencing such, Moby Dick. Such, yeah, yeah, such yeah. flavor. He 
He also yeah. reminded me a bit of a, uh, I think it was Otello, the Shakespearean v- villain, too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, did they just mix that with Captain Ahab? Yeah, I think Khan is highly overrated, but I think that, that man, if you've I seen do. the TV, I, I I get where people. I get love what you're. Him, I get well, what you're saying. But again, it's like it's like the Borg in the movie. Uh-huh. No fucking justice. Khan in the movie. Yeah. To me, no fucking justice. I, it's no, no fucking justice if you, if you haven't also seen the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? It, I it is a big part too. of it. Like, like, watched, yeah, oh, Spacey's yeah. great. And I, and I watched all this stuff going into it, but I tell you what, man, it's like, you know, um, I don't, I really do think of Khan as like, if you like Khan, then you will probably like Lord Humongous and Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. The guy does jack shit either, but he looks fucking cool. They're both right, fucking right. beasts, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> they both got big shiny chests. So. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, oh, that reminds me, because you mentioned Spacey. I had another what the fuck that I didn't write down. Uh-huh. Um, originally in Spacey, so that they, they hadn't come up with Khan yet, they knew they, they, knew they were going to use this eugenic Superman character. And they want the, the original character they had was this Icelandic type character who's like a, a Viking kind of a guy. His name was Harold Erickson. So like imagine if like they had gone with that character, would, would this would this movie have been the, the, the Wrath of Harold? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how fucking sick oh, would that fuck, have been? It's Harold. <laughs> the Wrath of Harold. The Wrath of Harold. <laughs> it sounds Norwegian too. Oh, like, like, that's like the perfect fan film. <laughs> Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Harold. The Wrath of Harold. <laughs> so so like, I got it. The Wrath of Harold. We'll film this, okay? The Wrath of Harold. Some guy in fucking, I don't know, he's in Australia, okay? Yeah. And he's pissed after he listens to our podcast. <laughs> okay? And his name's Harold. It's the Wrath of Harold. I need some work, okay? He, he but flies so to America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it takes us to best screenplay. Oh, shit. Uh, I can't believe I, I, I called him cock. That's I, 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 I oh, can't believe great. You've always got cock on the brain. I do. Uh, my best screenplay went to 2009. Okay. Uh, God, how that was. this was the reboot this, the movie franchise needed and needed desperately. Uh, and, and it was just brought to the fucking table. You know, it, it, when it first came out, I was kind of meh. But because I was so burned out. I, I didn't like it really too many of the next generation movies tired of the, you know i mean the old uh, original series god i love those guys but they were just getting too fucking old for this right yeah you know, i was just done with the movies and then this came out and i gave it a chance and i'm so glad it did uh it's just the way it was written how these characters originated i had so much fun seeing how these guys hooked up you know yeah. for the first time it was great <laughs> where'd you go this is a this was a tie this is my other tie okay, cool. so like Originally, like I, I love the. I think I think uh, the two thousand nine has a, has a great script. I, I, I love I love the screenplay. I think the dialogue is top notch. You yeah. know what I mean? As far as like like every character is just it's just smart and like on beat. You know, bones sort of giving that hint about how why he's called Bones, you know yeah. what I mean? Or like, you know, I got yeah, the love of my bones and shit. Like, that's fucking it great, It reminds man. me of like, the, the screenplay for Departed. Just fucking snappy. It's snappy. It's snappy. Yeah. It's snappy. Yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. I think I had it written down. It's just snappy. snappy. I really like that. Um, that's snappy <clears throat> screenplay. That's like, that's like a snappy screenplay. He's like, snappy right but, but again, I watched Wrath of Khan again today. And you know what? Like, there's some fucking good dialogue in that too. There's a lot of like a lot of more introspective stuff. There's a lot of like con, or not con. Which is give well, me the dick is. an award. No, no, but I mean, like, but a, but a lot of like, um, it's introspective. You know, it, it's Kirk dealing with this. You know, like, I, I don't really want to be an admiral. You know, I, mean, I want to be out having adventures. I, I don't like gr- growing old. You know, and, and uh, just him getting that back throughout yeah. the course of the film. And and you know, I like that every, everyone around him is, you know, 
you know, he trusts them, you know, and they're giving him all this advice. You know what I mean? Like you, you need to, you need to get back in there. Yeah, you know I do. I, mean? I do like that. I really do. Uh, but then it gets weird when you think that there's like 10 more movies that he's like, he's Kirk. It's like, man, are you ever going to give it up, dude? It's like, and he looks old enough to probably think about yeah. retiring. He's like, you were just too old for this shit, man. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going with 2009 and, uh, you know, it was interesting. JJ Abrams personally called Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, you need to be in this movie. You know, can you please be Spock? Stop one right more? there. Personally called Leonard Nimoy. Can you imagine that? Oh, um, yeah. no he was shit. Still alive. I'm sorry. What I'm, the I'm fuck? Interrupt, what yeah. the fuck? Be like, I'm going to call Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. You know? <laughs> so he calls Leonard Nimoy up, and uh, I guess uh, Leonard Nimoy had plenty of opportunities to revisit the role in God knows what. They yeah. probably tried to put him in fucking first contact. Why well, he's not? been wanting to get out of Spock since Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, he, the character died so that he could be done with Star Trek. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they just brought him back for Search for Spock. But ultimately, <laughs> he decided to act in the film because he was intrigued by the script's scope mm. and his detailing of the character's histories. Uh, his, this quote from uh, Leonard Nimoy... He's like, uh, we have dealt with Spock being half human yeah. and half Vulcan, but never, and this is why he gave best character, I think, because yeah. when he goes, uh, but never with quite the overview that this script has of the character's entire history, his character growth, his beginnings, and his um, arrival into the Enterprise yeah. crew. He wrote Spock to his full potential, right. I think. Yeah, I, I know, I completely agree. And I think he's correct, but not just with Spock. But I think with every fucking yeah. character, like we've yeah. said, I mean, everyone has a chance to shine. Every everyone has something to do. Um, yeah. I think it retains the appeal of you know Star Trek nineteen sixty six, but makes it you know sexy for a modern well, for modern generation. I, I could picture Scotty being this, you know, just real snappy kind of you know hyper kind of guy when he was a young man. And right. Yeah. Just and uh, was I'm curious to see what you guys think of this. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay. Um, I know our poll says Wrath of Khan's really high. First Contact's right up there with 2009. But I'm going to say, like, I think uh, 2009 might be the best origin story of the 21st century. I I mean, I'd have to do some research, but, I'm like, about, I, 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 I got think you. it beats Batman. I'm a big fan of Batman Begins. I think it beats Batman Begins. I think, you know, out of like, look at all the superhero movies, um, all these franchises that have origin stories, I think that, uh, I think it's the best 21st century origin story. I mean, I can get behind it. I have to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Look at it for sure. It, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when I say that, you're not like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, you know? no, exactly. I mean, exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, um, that takes us to best technical achievement. Uh, honestly, I wanted to go with the way that the Enterprise looked in 2009. Finally, this fucking thing had some justice done to it. Uh, you could tell, like, even in the from uh, you know the Enterprise in the original series. In the 80s, not a goddamn thing had changed in 20 years. I mean, mm-hmm. you had the same, to me, the same fucking look. And here with with this reboot, it looked beautiful. Like you said, you mentioned the scaling. Scale, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked beautiful. <laughs> Here's this ship that, you know, I, I watched when I was a kid, watching reruns and shit. I'd had s- yeah. so much fun watching this stuff, and here it is, beautiful. It's yeah, full potential. Right. <clears throat> and I, I had to give it a technical achievement award for that. Okay, it's awesome. funny. I have the exact same thing. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, the uh, <laughs> the uh, where is it? Yeah, the NCC seventeen oh one from Star Trek two thousand and nine. Uh, for the first time ever, I feel like this is what it's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Like I don't, exactly. have, to, I don't have to imagine anything. This, yeah, this yeah. is what the this is the only thing that I would the, the only thing that I would say that. I maybe don't totally agree with, and maybe it's just it's just because it's an alternate universe, whatever. But the Enterprise is full of families and civilians, yeah, and yeah. you know, traitors, and they, and maybe because this is like its maiden voyage and it's going into combat, I can sort of see. But you don't necessarily get the sense that it's like lived in, but you do get the sense that it's very busy. Oh, There's yeah, tons yeah. of people running around, yeah. different stations. 
you know, the other the other enterprises in comparison, like you said, it looks like there's eight fucking people on that ship. Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's fucking thousands of people on that mm-hmm. ship. Um, so, but but just finally showing showing me this ship in in the scale that it's that's meant yeah, to be yeah. seen in. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. think about that, but that that's perfect what you're saying. Yeah. I agree totally. I like I like the look of it. I think I think it's it's very <laughs> like it's updated for modern audiences, but it's also like very retro. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very it's very respectful. It respects the past. It's very respectful. Yeah. yeah. But moves I, it forward. But it moves it forward. Yeah. I love I love the like the computer blue of the bridge, you know what I mean? I love all that. It looks very bright and very like active. Um I love down in engineering. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's yeah. very industrial. You know what I mean? Like I just, as a technical achievement for me, that's what it is. It's this this ship finally given some justice. Yeah, you guys have said something uh, combined like three or four times. Okay, and my yeah. my technical achievement is scale. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. and it's it is it's like, like the Romulan ship um, Narada is five miles wide. Yeah. and fifteen miles long. That's and a I, big fucking ship. And it's I, a big and I feel ship. it. Yeah, you believe yeah, it. yeah. You know, like it's... the scale of the Enterprise, the scale of the the Romulan ship. You know, there are shots in this movie. I'm like, holy fuck, that looks so awesome. And they pull the camera back and they show you what the Enterprise looks like next yeah. to that Romulan monster. Yeah. You know, and I just I love scale shots, you know, yeah. and I don't think a lot of big franchises do it that well. They like to get tied up on the action mm. and you know, and it's not even there. It's even when um Spock's like in that little uh, thing that he's gonna inject the red matter into, mm-hmm. you know. But he's like in that little um whatever that little spaceship is, but that, that even, I feel like that's the, the appropriate size next to that Romulan right. ship. And yeah, just scale in general. I think they did such a great job. Even the crew, when they're on that drill, you know, mm-hmm. um, when they go from that, that space jump to the drill, I think everything looks, looks right. Like it looks like that's how it's supposed to look. I think they did an amazing job with scale. So that's my technical achievement. Uh, best crew. I went with Star Trek two on this one. Just cause I mean, uh, these people, this crew have been working with each other for a long, long time and it shows in their actions. I mean, really? it was fun. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Watching them in 2009, learning each other and so forth. But in Star Trek 2, they didn't really even have to ask each other anything. You know what I mean? They they just played really well off of each other. See, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think that, uh, like, um, with, with Star Trek 2, I don't think that um, they... they um, Scotty's they, they don't barely do much. in it. Yeah, they don't do no, much. This, I don't is, think, this is my... Yeah, I, I, I really... I, I'm, I'm there with you for a lot of it, but, like, Scotty's barely in it. Uhura's barely in it. You know what I mean? Um, what does, you know what I mean? What, what do they do? What do they do? And so like, so for me, it was, it was uh, the same, the same crew, but from 2009, you know what I mean? For the, for the reboot, because every, every one of those characters saves the day at some point. Yeah, I mean, they do. Sp- you know, Sp- Kirk and Spock get all the, all the really good shit. Right. But like, but think about like, uh, like Uhura, she intercepts the Klingon transmission. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's the only one that can decode it. Yep. That's the only reason they didn't get blown the fuck up when they showed yeah. up at Vulcan. Uh, Bones injects Kirk with the, uh, <clears throat> with the virus or whatever. So he can take him on yeah, board yeah. When, when he gets grounded. Um, Sulu it tears the shit out of those fucking Romulans. You know what I mean? No, when, no, yeah. when, they, when they go down there, like if you watch that scene, Kirk gets his ass kicked that entire time. <laughs> Sulu, like Sulu like beats my everybody. Notes, okay, cool. Uh, Chekhov has that has that great like I can do that I can do that you know and, like he really runs in and like beams Shock. him out mid fall. I had fun um, watching him that was for sure. But they, yeah, I think every, but, I mean, but like they did shit. That's what, yeah. That's what I mean. Like as far as as far as I love both crews. I I love the crew in First Contact as well. They're probably my favorite crew. But like as far as like what they did in the film, I think that when you write a script, I think every one of your characters should have that moment. You know what I mean? Where they save the day or whatever. And I two thousand nine did that perfectly in my opinion every everyone had their moment yeah and there's something that you always say and scotty I, also uh 
warp warp them on warp them or uh, beamed them onto the Enterprise mid warp. You know, and everyone's like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" Oh, well, fucking Scotty. <laughs> you know, I can do this. <laughs> and uh, there's something you say all the time, Nathan. I don't think I don't I don't agree with it. You know, fully, but um, you always say that uh, after a movie's over. You should uh, be able remember to know that names. you should remember the characters' names, and uh, I think if you're new to Star Trek, <laughs> <You> remember Cock. <laughs> yeah, I remember Cock. Yeah, it shows you how much I give a shit about Con. <laughs> I call him Cock for God's sake. <laughs> but huh. with, um, I-, I think after this movie's over, you know who Kirk is, you know who Spock yeah. is, you know who Sulu is. You know, um, I think that's a testament to the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, man. Mm. I mean, everything that you said, I have in my notes. You know, um, uh, every character has something to do from. Disabling drills, transwarp beaming, Sulu is a badass, and martial arts on the drill, you know? Um, every member is essential to the mission at mm-hmm. some point in Star Trek 2009. Everyone has a moment to shine, uh, so I went with uh, Best Crew 2009. <clears throat> that takes us to Best Captain. Where are you going, Wayne? All right, 2009, George. Yeah? yeah? That's a good one. <laughs> okay. I said, At least I you gave him some love somewhere, <laughs> goddamn. Well, yeah, like I said he was barely in it. What, 10, 12 minutes we're oh, looking at 12 here? 12 minutes, yeah. Try to do better. And see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, he just did it all for his crew. I mean, like that, without hesitation. I said, just a short little time. Yeah. But what he did in that short amount of time, I think, really just outshone everybody. I think you're behind that. That's pretty cool. I guess that. You, made, you made it up. I the, did. See, yeah. I, t- I told you, I gave him some love. Okay. I want James T. Kirk for Wrath of Khan. <laughs> this, was, this was tough. You know, you know what? Like, Picard is hands down my favorite captain. Like it, it's not even fucking close. He's he's my he's my captain from growing up. You know what I mean? It's like Pierce Brosnan is is my James Bond, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So, I mean, fuck you, but it's, it's, my, it's my James Bond. I, I don't. I mean, I, I get it. I get what you're saying, I, and I, I I totally. But like, but no matter what, you know what I'm saying. No matter what happens, you, he will you. always be my first James Bond. So yeah, that's what yeah. I think of. So, you know. I just don't. I just don't love First Contact. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's a shame because I think that that cast is so great and and uh, Picard in particular is so good, but Kirk in both of these films is just better. Yeah. Um, if I you know gun to my head, I'd go Rathacon though. I feel like uh, Shatner's Kirk, you know, he's got to outsmart a fucking superhuman. You know what I mean? And he does it multiple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Um, his, he's got quick thinking, forward thinking. He's willing to take advice and criticism from his crew. He's always listening to people, um, and he's an experienced commander. And that's kind of why he comes out ahead in the end. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, Khan is is well, really an experienced commander as well, though. Yeah, Picard. Is, yeah, I just don't like him, and I just don't like. He about his fucked kid. his crew over to get. Yeah, back yeah. In, in fact, well, and, and in he fact, didn't I would to think any of them, but the strange woman he'd never met before. You know, right. says, "Oh, don't do that." Oh, hey, you're right. I, I, you know? I love Picard, but I think mo- almost all of First Contact is he—he's playing—he's Ahab. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's playing this like I'm not really doing what I should be doing. He just doesn't feel like, and, and that 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 uh that arc has to happen at some yeah, point. Well, that like board that board cube though was going to go to Earth. So if he wouldn't have broke away oh, yeah. and disobeyed orders to go take out that board cube, right. And fix history. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him like. Fucking throwing shit at Worf, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like saying, like calling him a coward and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was like, a you don't fucking do that shit, man. Right? You know, even even Worf's like, if you were any other fucking person, I'd kill you. I would fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, like, um, I, I, I love Picard. I, but I feel like, yeah. I feel like Kirk probably is the better captain. Okay. In in this, in in the context of these films, okay. I would say Rafael. See, I didn't think Kirk did all that much. You know, in Rafael. You don't Khan. think? I mean, I mean, he. I kind so, of broke everything down from like a, a captain. 
So I mean, I mean, I, I like that he, you know, he he's always listening to his crew. Whereas like, it's not until like seventy five percent of the way into the film that Picard finally is like, okay, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna stop being super headstrong and I'm gonna listen to people. Um, you know, Kirk, you, you know, like like his shit, like his the Enterprise is like destroyed basically, and so he's got like sixty seconds to figure out how to how to dis, you know, and he takes their shields down, fucking saves saves the day. Uh, he gets you know trapped underground, but he's already he's already fucking called Spock, and he's been like you know hey it's been it's been two hours like where you at you know what I mean yeah, yeah. he's he's already thought of what's gonna happen and he's he's able to get out of it every time. Uh, for my best captain, um, you know Kirk was okay. I'm not gonna argue that. I mean he's a I do like his pencil pusher growing old behind the desk and then coming up and you know mm-hmm. uh, taking charge of the uh, the crew again. Um, you know I like Pike. Pike was cool. Yeah, not, not, not enough for Pike, though. You know, um, I like uh, Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt. God but, damn, I was getting something. <laughs> but the original captain from the original Star Trek, the series, wasn't his last name Pike? Yeah, Pike. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if memories are, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Kirk's uh, journey to the chair in 2009 is interesting, but and I'm not a fan of First Contact, but uh, I'm going to go with Jean-Luc Picard. Um, he, cool. he saves the crew um, of the USS Defiant. All mm-hmm. right. Big fucking deal. All right. How many people on that ship? A thousand? On the the defiant, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, um, he takes out a Borg cube, big fucking. Oh yeah, um, leads a team to Earth. All right, stops the Borg from fucking up the uh, the uh, deflector dish. Mm-hmm. Um, he offers himself to the Borg Queen in exchange for data, repairs history, and on top of all that, he's fucking um, Patrick Stewart. So, <laughs> right. yeah, he's badass. I, no, I, I, I think no, that's no, a pretty I, goddamn resume. If someone's like, no, what do you, you think of this? It is. You're like, that's yeah. fucking badass. Did he did all that shit? Yeah. <laughs> did he do all that? He did all that shit. Damn. No, I, I got you. Um, did you take out that cable or that on that deflector disc with like one fucking shot too? Yeah. Dude, Picard's fucking, Jean- 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I went. Uh, that takes us to Best Enterprise in a Star Trek movie. What was your favorite show? I gotta pee. Uh, oh, you gotta pee. <laughs> I, I gotta pee. I gotta be so fucking bad, dude. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are kicking my ass. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I just gotta <laughs> I, well, don't apologize for being Nathan. <laughs> I gotta piss again, too. <laughs> well, motherfucker. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. All right, we just pissed. So, uh, <laughs> that takes us... Best Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, God, I went with Star Trek 2. Uh... The original. I, yes, just because it's iconic. I, I really do believe that the one in 2009 looks better. But this, I mean, when somebody says Star Trek, you think Enterprise, you think Enterprise, you think of the original ship. I, it's, it's, it is, I'll go just keep saying iconic. I mean, that's exactly Nostalgia. what it is. Iconic. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do think that, like, they treat it with a lot of reverence in that film in yeah. Wrath of Khan. I mean, the the dry dock scene, you know what I mean, where that yeah. where it's it's just coming out like that's beautifully exactly, shot. and it's it's just there's a lot of respect for the ship, you know. Um, yeah, it's not it's not where I went. I, I like it because I just oh goddamn it, it's not it's not where I went. Um, I thought that the ships in both the other films were just used better. I love. I already gave an award to the 2009 one because I just love the way it looks. Yeah. Um, but I think. If I, if I really, you know, the, the NCC uh, 1701E from First Contact is probably my my favorite for the films. 
So my favorite ship is is D, right? It's the one from Next Generation. Generation. It's destroyed in Generation. So this is the new one. This is a Sovereign class starship. This is a this is a big motherfucker. Um, so, but what what I like about it is that you spend so much time compared to the other films. You know, you spend so much time on the Enterprise. You get to see the Enterprise. You see mm-hmm. the bridge for sure. You also see deflector control, stellar cartography, hydroponic laboratory, sick bay, medical ward, emergency engineering, yeah. or. Uh, yeah, main engineering, excuse me. Like you just you just spend a lot of time there. You get to see the Borg slowly taking it over and like just seeing what becomes of the ship. And I, I like that. I think the, the the Enterprise feels like more of a character in first contact and it feels better utilized, maybe. It's part of the plot. Man, more. I must have missed all that because I was looking at the fucking Borg. You know? I, I got that. I, 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 if you don't know them, so I, 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 what the fuck are they doing? I, I, I can't <laughs> argue with you because, like I said, if you haven't, if you don't know their story, and I, I yeah. totally, yeah, the get e, it. the E's okay. I don't it, care. If, you know, like after two thousand nine, I want more Star, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. After watching, you know, First Contact, I'm done. I don't want to watch another Star Trek film ever. Right. <laughs> Not even if it's it got was. Tom Hardy in it. It's <laughs> pretty. Funny. I mean, Tom Hardy. No. <laughs> what if had Tom Hardy's cock? Like, I mean, know? I mean, Tom Hardy's in and. You ever seen that with uh, pieces? But I can't tell you. Not very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going. I'm going 2009. Um, I have a quote from JJ. It's he great, said, it's "Yeah, he says uh, the uh, the Enterprise is a sleek ship with a, an incredible gut, and it's the first time in the series that I, it, it felt real to me. You know, I felt like there's 800 to a thousand people. Well, it's the that first ship. time yeah. it looked real. That's for damn yeah, sure. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think it's a fully realized ship. I mean, the industrial look to it. I mean, um, interior, exterior. Yeah. I mean, for for my money, I'm going. You know, Enterprise 2009." Um, that takes us to best mission. Uh, honestly, I went with first contact because let's face it, you wouldn't have jack fucking shit if we hadn't made first contact. There'd be no con, there'd be no Kirk, there'd be no fucking Federation. Well, two thousand nine is an alternate reality, so so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So honestly, without making that first, I mean it is it's such a huge step. And before. First contact. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wrong. I give you that. I went with first contact as well. Thank you. I I, I like. I think you know. What's again, I just fucking answer Star I, Wars. I, more? You're gonna have to wait until Nathan finishes. I think that it, I think that it's. I said before. I, th- I think that it's very much like a. It's, it's a very Star Trek plot. You yeah. know what I mean, it, there are so many episodes that are Cut that are dick. you know just they're just like this. You know. Um, Preserving preserving the timeline, you know, saving Earth from the Borg, you know, yeah, like it's pretty fucking important. It's, it's pretty fucking big, man. Um, yeah, you know, compare compare that to. I mean, I'm not saying the Genesis Project in the hands of a fucking superhuman madman's not high stakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, not, fail, say, so I'm not, not saying the destruction <laughs> of Vulcans not high stakes, but like we're talking about us though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about here. like, but like, I'm talking about white folk. <laughs> I'm talking about like us. I'm gonna be you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> white folk. <laughs> Let's talk about the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I went with uh, you know preserving the timeline. First contact, yeah, preserving yeah. the white folk. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going first contact as well. <laughs> I mean, because like Con was a uh, the Con mission was. <laughs> fuck him <laughs> <laughs> fuck him before he fucks, fucks us, us. Right. <laughs> that's like the con mission but um yeah dude okay I started thinking about first contact and I was like you know okay so for best mission it was like what's the uh, mission that you tell your grandkids about you know 
Do you tell him about the superhuman? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Music, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but man, I traveled back in time. All right, right. to the twenty first century. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's cool if you're up in space doing that fucking mission, right? But if you're on the ground, right, the the uh, right. the fucking crew that's you know on the ground in Montana, and you get to right. meet that guy, a guy who creates what fucking warp speed. Yeah. Right? right. You meet him. All right, and it's a time travel mission. Yeah. That's the best fucking mission. Right. There isn't <laughs> yeah, another yeah. fucking mission. <laughs> And I thought, uh, first, uh, I think um, the other one, too, Star Trek 2009 was fucking before he fucks us, too, right? That was the version? Basically, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the only answer there is first contact. Um, So that takes us to best scene in a Star Trek movie, guys. Uh, The death of Spock. I I actually got teary-eyed during that shit. You know what? Fuck your cock. Fuck your cock. Fuck your cock. It it, it did. It was just such an emotional scene. He's dying right there in in front of Kirk. And, you know, and you you see from two thousand and nine, these guys have been together forever. They're not just, you know, captain and science officer. They're not just friends. This is his fucking brother, right? And he's dying, you know. And that just got. And then you see after, after, during the funeral, you know, Kirk, not a man who sheds a tear for shit, right? He even chokes to up. Choke and... up. <clears throat> so to me, that was just so dramatic. And it was so well acted. It wasn't like over cheesed. I didn't feel like I was watching some kind of chick flick. All oh, this was going on. It was just done perfectly, acted perfectly, written perfectly, and I think very significant. You know what, too? I like how they at least end it there. And, yeah. like, if, because you have to wait for like a year or two to get the answer. Oh, are, yeah. Are they really going to so, kill him? So, one of the things that I don't like about In the Darkness, right? I do, I do <laughs> love in, in the Darkness that they, they flip it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, it's yeah. Kirk. It's Kirk who sacrifices himself. And I love, I love also, um, I guess spoilers for In the Darkness, right? <laughs> but, like, um, I like that, you know, in, in Wrath of Khan, there's that iconic, like, con, you know, and it's just because he's fucking mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when it's flipped and in the darkness, how much, you know, when Spock loses his emotional control and he yells, con, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's like, whoa, that's a big moment. Yeah. Um, but then they, they fuck it. <laughs> like, like ten, ten, 10 minutes later, he just comes back to life. It's it, such it's such shit. bullshit. It's such shit. They they dropped the ball on everything. Like, especially when you have it three years into the, the fucking ball. into the darkness. It's like you know, like I love the idea of um, Khan and Spock going head to head with their intellect. Yeah, and they only own that for like a minute. Yeah, a minute. I'm like, dude, I would go watch a whole movie with them going back and forth. Well, even I I love even just that moment during the fight where. Uh, where uh, Spock fucking Vulcan nerf pinches him and he yeah. just like fights through it. Like, dude, that, it, that's a bad motherfucker yeah. to spot through a nerf Because I think it sucks because I think uh, <laughs> on, paper, on paper, I think the, the better um, you know duo there is a Khan and Spock. Yeah, I like I that. See that. I think that's yeah. better. And they, they fuck it. Yeah, they, it's they, completely they, fucked. Yeah, they completely fuck it up. So... Um, I'm gonna go. Well, hold on. Oh, I haven't so, given you my scene yet. Oh, my bro. So my, what, bad, so my I, I I erased it. I scratched it out. My best scene was Spock's funeral. Okay, mm-hmm. I scratched it out. I changed it to the birth of James Tiberius Kirk, the death of George Samuel Kirk, and the destruction of the USS Kelvin from Star Trek. Two thousand. Good job. That was all pretty at least much you one guys, fucking scene. At least I you always, guys bringing it back. Yeah, I love I love that scene. There, I, I figured I figured I had probably that talked enough. I my I already I already had my best quote. You know what I mean? That that from you know the, his was the most human that sort of thing. I really wanted yeah. to give the other really emotional time. I think is the birth of of Kirk. You know what I mean? I love just their dialogue where he's like, "What should we name him?" He's like, "Name him after your dad." He's like, yeah, "Tiberius." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Just <laughs> fucking horrible." You know, like name I'm him, about to name die, Kirk, lady. You know, Let's yeah, not, or, yeah, know. name it. You know, name him Jim. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I I love that. Mm-hmm. I, it's just you know it sets up everything. Um, 
I love it, you know as soon as soon as that ends, as soon as he sacrifices himself, it's you know they have that big the the, the that orchestral sort of uh, swell and the, you know it's a Star Trek and it's just like this is a completely different fucking universe. Like right as soon as you start, it's like this is a completely fucking different thing, and I I love that. That's awesome. It's right great on. great scene. You know you uh, reminded me of something too. Like you know something else I like about two thousand nine is um, when you're on the ship, whether it's the Enterprise or the Kelvin. Um, you see aliens, like other oh, yeah. other life form, you know, like different different species. I should say right. on the on the ship, and I really like that. I think that's I really too, interesting. Yeah. Um, this was so hard for me, guys. I wish I had another tie point because uh, I'll give you my runner up. This was my number one for the longest time, and I probably should give it to it. It's so popcorn, but it's so fucking cool. Is that space jump onto the drilling platform? I fucking yeah, love yeah, that scene. So I good. like how their suits look. I like yeah. how they're going from planetary to atmosphere. I love how they have that. Like, like so. I can't remember the guy. I can't remember the name of the guy that dies, but he's got the red suit on. Yeah. You know, just as a throwback to like, you know, <laughs> this know. guy's gonna fucking die. Yeah. You know, what you I mean? when they're like, falling, you know, actually, when I saw, that, I was like. You know what would be funny? If he fucking died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure shit. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I like the drilling platform. I like the fight when Su- you know, Sulu gets his moment, you know? Yeah. I like the fisty cuffs on that. I mean, I think that's a badass scene. That is fucking cool. It's yeah. really cool, dude. Um, but I'm going to quote um, a video lander real quick. His name is Dell Anderson. I think he's uh, one of our newer members. And um, he said, Khan was the best for many, for many reasons. reasons. Now, yeah. So I, dis- <laughs> I, I disagree with that, but... But um, he says, uh, the reason that stands out the most in my mind was the space dogfight where Khan thinks two-dimensionally right. um, as it proves to be his undoing. And I, I love that. I, my, my favorite scene is probably the final battle in the nebula. I don't think it ever lives up to it. I don't, I'm, I'm right there. I don't think it lives up to its uh, potential. Yeah, right. I think if you directed Agreed. that today. Oh, yeah. You know, and you made you it look it. better. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I give, give that to Spielberg and give him some cat and mouse yeah, stuff yeah. like he does in oh, Jurassic Park or epic. something. Um, or even more of the Worlds. Give him some, you know, that, that cat and mouse that Spielberg does so well. Man, I think that scene could be... But I, I like the it. idea. You know, I like the idea that, that Khan is thinking two-dimensionally and, he, and right. his... his, his, his he fails because it's in this three dimensional. Well, yeah, he's intelligent, fight. but he's not experienced. He's I think, not I think experienced. it's what the line. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't a, he doesn't understand how to use three dimensional space. What was space it he said? He was saying, uh, like what he uh, makes up for an intelligence he lacks in experience, right? Or something yeah. like that. So you know, visually, I'm like, I, I think there's more there that you can do. I yeah. think there's some better dialogue, but. You know, it does get my imagination going, and I think I'm like, that's really cool. Well, Star idea. Trek Two had a that's, shit that's a great, budget. It's, yeah, it's a great <laughs> showdown. I think it's a great showdown. I wish it would have did it better, but I'm gonna give an award there. That's, that was probably my favorite scene. I like, I like the idea. Yeah, the I idea think it was well rich. written, poorly shot. Yeah. All right, so that takes us to our defining moment. What's your defining moment? Um, I went with 2009. Uh, Spock talking to the council. Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, basically, it's almost a life's lesson. You know, because they said, despite your uh, shortcomings, he said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're half human. And, and he basically just tells him to go fuck it. But what he becomes and what he does, like I said, I think it's an important lesson. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. You decide what you do with your life. Yeah. You don't let some higher-ups, you don't let these people, you don't let those people. You decide what the fuck you're going to do with your life and how to do it. And don't let anybody stay in your way. And that's exactly what he does in that. So yeah. I think it's a really important moment. Every every one of these films <clears throat> has the same. It, it, it's it's a it's an important Star Trek sort of mantra, right? It's that it's that space, the final frontier. Mm-hmm. You know, they they all they all have that scene, whatever. And the one that I like the most, the one that, that stands up is is uh, the end of Wrath of Khan. You would, when Spock would, when, when Spock says yes. that after after his death or whatever, and it, it's you know. I listened. I watch Star Trek every every day. <laughs> so like, we we have um on Netflix, right? Like we we've watched. We've been we basically go to sleep every single night to Next Generation and have for the last 
four years. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? As long as like every every single night, it's just that's what we put on when we go to sleep. That's cool. And so that's like drilled into my fucking head is just like in space. That's hardcore, brother. Frontier, you know, like, <laughs> um, and so you know that's a big part of what makes Star Trek for me. You know, is is that little that little speech, and you know to hear it delivered so so well. You know what I mean? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Nostalgia fuel for me, guys. Um, I'm going with the exact same thing. I'm not even a Trek fan. Really? And Spock's closing monologue in Rathacon. And he said he does it in 2009 at the end. Yeah, he does it know? again in 2009. He does it in yeah. 2009. And I didn't even know this until after the fact, but come to find out, it's the first time that you hear that uh, monologue since Star Trek 1966. It wasn't even Star Trek 1, the motion picture. The- they don't do it in uh, supposedly not. No, That's what, yeah. It's the first time. I read that too. It's the first I, time um, sure since they, the original they, Star they Trek in okay. 1966. But yeah, it doesn't even matter to me. It sounds it sounds right there. You know yeah, it just it, sounds it was, right. It was the first movie that I watched too out of this this trilogy, um, or not this trilogy, but these three mm-hmm. movies, and uh, it just stuck with me, man. I was like, that is cool. That's geeky. Yeah, I love it. You know, so that was my uh, right space. On. The final frontier was my defining moment from uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, mm-hmm. Best director. Oh, J.J. Abrams. Uh, 2009 to me he 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 did like i said uh as far as i was concerned the movies were pretty much dead he still had some good stuff here and there at the tv series but star trek was dying you know i think and jj abe like i said i don't normally care for reboots or remakes but he 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 did he breathed life into this to this dying thing and just did such a perfect job with it and it just impressed the hell out of me to see him do that you're not gonna like my answer. Uh, <laughs> I I went with Jonathan Frakes actually from First Contact. I think uh, it was J, it was it was JJ Abrams for a long time, and then you know what? Like I got kind of what I expected from JJ. I, I really like JJ Abrams. I, he didn't he didn't surprise me really. Like I, I mean it's it's it just it felt like what I expected. I guess but jo- Jonathan Frakes was not their first choice. He wasn't their second or third choice to be honest with you. They wanted to get Ridley Scott. To do first contact, he said, "Fuck the board." And he, he said, "He said no." <laughs> um, I've read your script, and uh, no. Nope. <laughs> they, they ended up. Uh, I, I think famously, uh, Patrick Stewart had come up with a guy. He said, "Like you know, I, I know a guy's really good, um, but like, but he doesn't. He doesn't understand what Star Trek is. You know, he does. He doesn't understand Star Trek. So they wanted someone who like understood Star Trek. And well, Jonathan Frakes um, had done some Next Generation episodes. He had done Voyager. He had done Deep Space Nine. He had never done anything to this scale. You know what I mean? But so he had to he had to basically learn how to how to shoot in these different aspect you know ratios or whatever, and he had to. Um, it was just a totally different fucking process that he had to learn. There were a lot of security issues when uh, when Generations came out. This the plot was leaked online, so he had to, he developed this thing where they the scripts were all coming out on this like red paper that like was really hard to read, but you couldn't like photocopy it. You know what I mean? So it couldn't get out. It couldn't leak to people. Um, just a lot of shit that just impressed me. The, the more I, the more I read about it, I know recently um, with, with the Tarantino thing, he's come out and said like, "Hey, you know, like, just don't, don't forget like the heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you do with the series, like, before you tear the heart out, you know, what I mean, or whatever you're gonna do, like, just remember that that to have, just remember that the series has heart. Remember what yeah, it is, yeah. what it is about people that the people like. Um, and I think that you know, if you look at First Contact for for all the problems that it has. It, it, it does have that heart. You know what I mean? It has this the heart of Star Trek. It really is about exploration and discovery and and uh you know, doing doing all that shit. All that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went with Jonathan Frakes. Alright, I'm going with uh, Star Trek two thousand nine, I'm going JJ Abrams. Yeah. Um like you said, cousin Wayne, I mean, it's like, you know, he made Trek relevant again. You know, I didn't right. give a shit. 
I didn't even give a shit when they announced this movie, and uh, I think they did a fucking awesome job. I'll take, I'll even take the fucking lens flares. I'll even take the lens flares. Uh, it was funny this time around; they were a little bit more annoying than than usual, but then. I got used to him, you know, right. but um, the way that uh, his casting, I think it's one of the best cast movies. Um, I know he had a, a first pick out of everyone mm. that, uh, that, that he wanted, um, how he films the action. You know, I, I went on about the, uh, the drill platform scene, I think is great. Um, I have a quote here from JJ Abrams too. He says, I was never a Star Trek fan. Right. Did you get that? He was never a Star Trek fan. Well, I think that, that's a it. criticism that a lot of people have <laughs> yeah, yeah. of this film is that like you can tell he's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I get it. It doesn't ruin it for me. I um, I really like this movie, you know. But yeah, yeah that's a criticism. Yeah, yeah. Well. he says that you know he was never a Star Trek fan. The only reason why I was intrigued was I thought this was a way to find a way to love it the way my friends loved it to get in get in there and to make a fucking Trek movie. Mm. And uh, you know he he's always been a Star Wars fan, you know. Um, and I think that he made a pretty fucking cool yeah, he hybrid did. here. You yeah. know, it's not it's not Star Wars, you know, but it has it has elements of it. I mean, you hear yeah. that uh, that little. Uh, ship that Spock's on at the end and the way that sounds the way it sounds yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds like Star Wars you know um, he, I think he I, I gave my best uh, kill I, I said it was like a Han Solo yeah you know his Han Solo mo- uh, mo- uh, moment but um, I think that he made a pretty cool hybrid like it's definitely Star Trek the way he films the Enterprise mm-hmm. and stuff is, has a fetish to it mm-hmm. you know um, and uh, yeah it's like fucking peanut butter and jelly man you get a little bit of Star Trek a little bit of Star Wars and I think he made one of the best origin stories of the 21st century again so yeah, I'm I going J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams for making it relevant again um, and that takes us to wild, wild card. card. Uh, so this is a creature owned category. If there wasn't a, a category before, now there is. What, what'd you make? Uh, I went with a best non-human species. Oh, just because okay. in, in the Star Trek world, you know, it is such a, a, a melting pot of, of all these different alien races put together. And I've always been fascinated with the Romulans. You know, just they're very warlike and, and so forth. But they've never looked right to me. And the original series, they just looked very generic. Next generation. It, it's the outfits. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're all square and like... Eh. It, it just never really, you know, looked that right to me. But in 2009, I saw Nero and That's I thought, badass. that is a goddamn Romulan yeah, right fucking there. I did, and I, I love Very tattooed, tribal. Yeah, it exactly. Cool, it, yeah. it is. It's exactly how I picture them. Almost, you know, very advanced, but almost like this caveman war mentality. Yeah, yeah. And here he's sitting. And I'm like, you know, I've been, I've, I'm not a huge fan like, like Nathan, but I've always enjoyed Star Trek. Uh-huh. You know, to see my favorite species done right, I, I I had to give a tip of the hat to that. You know, and like uh, I know we're shitting a little bit on in uh, in the darkness, into darkness, but it's <laughs> like you know, like I like I like moments of Into the Darkness, and I like the uh, the look yeah. of the Klingons. How come yeah. we're three movies in and we don't have fucking a, a Klingon movie? Yeah, because you know, I like the look of them. In, yeah, in, I, I was in, wondering in that myself too. I, yeah. it, it, they it deserve me better off. than that. The I mean, Klingons they're... don't have a lot to do in the, in the Hellenverse, man. They're, yeah, they're barely in it. Uh, my wild card. I was going to do best red shirt death. So one of the things in Star Trek, <laughs> nice. right? Like, is that's sort of that's sort of a trope. Is that like their red shirts always fucking die? You it's know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. So we talked about the guy in uh, 2009 already. You know, they they all jump down. This one dude, he like he's got the red shirt on. He's gonna fucking you know he's gonna fucking eat it. My favorite one was um, Lieutenant Hawk from First Contact when they're out they're out fixing the, the, the deflector dish. And he's the one, oh, and, yeah. and that guy was like, "What's his fucking name?" He's actually like an actor, you yeah, know. What I mean? yeah, like yeah. he's not, he's not a nobody. And I guess he was shitty about about like the way he was gonna die in the film. He's like, "I don't want to be some fucking red shirt," you know what I mean? Like you read the script, and it's like, okay, like, okay, like Captain Picard, Lieutenant Commander Worf, and uh, Lieutenant Hawk are gonna, are gonna go fix the deflector dish. Like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I'm fucking out, like, <laughs> like you know. 
I, I love that shit. I, I love so any, what's any, this award called then? This best red shirt, Dad. Best red shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love. That's I love anytime you read that, this. That's beautiful. Anytime you look, you look at it, it's like okay. So like so like that's so awesome. like Riker, Worf, and Ensign Ricky are going to be on the fucking planet. It's, it's like, like you know who's that guy's going to get fucked. Like no, Ensign Ricky ain't going fucking yeah. nowhere. Ensign <laughs> Ricky staying right fucking here. That's very funny. nice. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, with my wild card, I went with um, wardrobe or costume. All right. Oh yeah. And uh, there's there's probably better costumes than what I'm going to give it to, but it's so geeky. This I, I love the design, the look of it. And it's from Wrath of Khan. It's the coats in the third act of Khan. I think I've seen them called filled jackets. Mm-hmm. They're just red. They have like the white collar. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. just look super cool, man. Yeah. I just, I love the look of those, and uh, can't get it out of my head. Really, just a, a cool design that I wanted to give an right award to. So the filled jackets from Rathacon, and that takes us to our last award, and that is best Star Trek movie. I went with two thousand nine uh, again. Rathacon, uh, I think it just failed to live up to its potential. Again, Khan had so much potential as a badass. I felt very let down. First contact. Man, I was just bored to death with it. I, I really was. I mean, and then again, he had, a, he had a great story and a great mission, and they just went fucking nowhere with it. Whereas 2009, like I said, you had this, what I felt to be a dying series, and here comes J.J., and just like I said, just breathed new life into it. You had a great movie, a great cast, great story, great look. Everything about it was great. So, my best picture. I fucking wish I could tie again. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't tie any more categories. Right and I, and like, I, I had already, you know, I do, I do them in order... So I, I knew I'd already tied these, and I got to the end, and I wanted to do Wrath of Khan and 2009. But I can't, I can't do it. I can't undo my other ties. You know, gun to my head, I'd say Wrath of Khan. But, like, it's fucking close. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. so close. Like, I there was a time for my last Pantheon pick, it was, I think I told you, it was, was going to be Wrath of Khan. It was going to be Wrath of Khan for my Pantheon pick for last year. Probably fuck should have over Velvet <laughs> Goldmine. Um, I, I wanted to like that movie so bad, man. I just so... <laughs> I was excited um, to watch Wrath of Khan until yeah. I watched it. <laughs> um, you know, Ra- Wrath of Khan is the film I think I think of as like I think of as like the definitive Star Trek film. You know, if, I, if I'm going to recommend a Star Trek film to somebody, it's probably going to be Wrath of Khan. You know what? Well, you did. It, you did. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did um, we mentioned you put this together. Oh yeah, I did. Put so this you did together. recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Don't recommend it again. No, <laughs> no, I, I think you know. I think I think it has a lot of has a lot of stuff. Both films have a lot of things. A lot of going people for fucking them, love it, man. A lot, of, a lot of people really fucking love it, and it's what I. It's so fucking close, man. If I could tie it, I'd tie it. But like, gun to my head, I'd say Wrath of Khan. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I know you're going to say 2009. <laughs> and I, and I don't disagree with you. So you're going 2009, right? No, I'm going Wrath. You're but, going Wrath. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um... Or not awesome, but cool. <laughs> but I'm going 2009. Um, just before uh, he died in 1991, Gene Roddenberry was asked in an interview what was to become of Star Trek in the future. He replied that he hoped some bright young thing would come along and do it again bigger yeah. and better. And I think that wish came true in the shape yeah. of J.J. Yeah, Abrams and Star Trek 2009. Wish fucking granted, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I love... I mean. Everything I've said, cast, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, best uh, origin screenplay, I think. Best origin movie out of all these big franchises, I think it might be. Um, yeah, I'm going 2009, and I I, uh, I just, I wanted to love Wrath of Khan. I really mm-hmm. did. I thought I was going to go into this, and I was going to be like, you know, thought it was going to be my number one. And uh, I did too, to be honest. I, I just don't get it, man. I was lo- doing some research too, and uh, I think some of my problems with it is uh, everything 
in Rathacon is either on the bridge of a ship or in corridors. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the, or the wrong planet or on the wrong planet, <laughs> but I, I don't think the dialogue is strong enough for that. You know, like some of it is with Ricardo Montalban, but not everyone else. And, uh, it, it wasn't planned like that. I mean, Star Trek motion picture made $46 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. The budget for Star Trek motion picture was $46 million. million. You know how much the budget for at the con was? 11 million that's for a sequel <laughs> yeah. it did so poorly well, it did really bad yeah it did so poorly that they cut it not even half you know it was worse than half the budget was slashed and i you can tell i think yeah, you know with the sets good. and the corridors and then they just they prolong stuff i think there's a, a scene in the second act where they're repairing the ship and it takes 15 fucking minutes just fucking repair the shit you know yeah. well, let's get in the editing room you don't need all that sh- let's trim this shit up and mm-hmm. i think it needs to be the dialogue be a little bit better but um yeah, it was it was a 2009 really stood out um, out of all these movies for me. Um, so, is there any other comments you guys want to uh, make before we get into um, counting up the Golden Idols and see who won? Mm, I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, not me either. Okay, we will count the Golden Idols, and we'll be right back after this message from Cousin Wayne. What's my message? I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. All, right, <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> We are back, and after counting the Golden Idols, Star Trek 2009 is the Golden Idol Idol winner. It's going to make a lot of people mad. Oh, man, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be hot. Um, yeah, so their phasers to kill. The only, <laughs> the only Star Trek movie uh, that matters now is 2009, so... Uh, yeah, is it the uh, it's the Golden Idol winner? So does it deserve Pantheon? That's what we're going to be talking about, okay? Pantheon. But before we answer that question, uh, Nathan, what were the poll results? So the poll results were uh, <laughs> Wrath of Khan by Ooh, a wide man. margin. <laughs> Everybody, um, I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but it was yeah, it was Wrath of Khan. It was like forty something. Yeah, it was like forty something. Like, yeah, like, like next high, I mean, it was it was a blowout. Fif- yeah, I think fifteen. Last time I checked, fourteen, yeah. fifteen for two thousand nine. Yeah, and then first and contact, then first contact had only like six or six something. or seven. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a blowout. Man, I think nostalgia played a huge factor. In it that. always does. Yeah, it just screams eighties nostalgia yeah. And, yeah. and fun, and you know. But then I watched it. I wasn't wasn't entertained, and I, I would be curious to take out 10, 20 people out of that poll, sit them down, and I'd be surprised if half of them weren't asleep. Well, that's you know, by the time we, the movie was yeah. over, we had we had. Um, or I, I, I post on some other forums and I had, I had written that we were going to do this and I said like you know here's my awards you guys want to play along or whatever and one of the guys was like you know I, I would write it but like 90% of the awards would go to Wrath of Khan yeah that crazy? and it was like dude like you know what like I, I hear what you're saying and I kind of thought the same thing was going to be true but it's not yeah, you know yeah. what I mean if you sit down and you really like watch them and score them on these categories I think you'll find that it's not the case yeah yeah yeah, uh, did you want to quote any of the uh, any of the poll? I know Mark Markle yeah. was, was oh, a I big fan. Do you have Mark <laughs> Markle? I don't have quote? his exact quote, but I know he said that it's not only my favorite Star Trek, Wrath of Khan. Like the greatest yeah, yeah. sci-fi It's not only my favorite Star something. Trek film, but it's one of the best Star. It's one of the best sci-fi films of all time. Yeah. Um, you already quoted Dale Anderson. That's one of the ones I wrote down. Khan's the best for many reasons, but the reason that it stands out uh, the most in my mind <clears throat> was the space dog fight where Khan thinks two-dimensionally and proves his is undoing. Yeah. Um, Leonardo De Sanctis uh, said... You con because Ricardo's the best villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's you know, it's really wild yeah. to me. It really is. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's nothing new when we see the polls. You know, uh, right. I think every, pretty much every poll that goes up. Can I tell you what people said about two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Okay. 
That, yeah, that's not, weird. Not one person. That's so weird. Not one person. The only person that said anything. Um, Scott. Scott. Go into that one, didn't I? <laughs> Scott. Scott Jowdry. Right into that motherfucker. Scott Jowdry, and uh, he actually was talking about. Um, he was talking about first contact, but the, the this is the only thing that anyone said about about was actually he was talking about first contact. He said it may just be because next generation will always be my Star Trek. That I'll always be. I was always obsessed with the Borg, but First Contact is always my favorite Star Trek movie. He he then went on to say, "I do enjoy the new ones for their action potential, but I don't, I don't, they don't feel like Star Trek as much to me." Hmm. That's the only thing that anyone said at all. Yeah, and I can't speak uh, to that because I don't, I don't know what Star Trek really feels like. I mean, I've watched all the movies, but it's been years. Yeah, you know. Uh, but to me, um, it's the only thing that's really opened that door to Star Trek. I actually give a shit about Star Trek now. Um, and like I said, uh, into the darkness and um, uh, beyond, I can sit down and watch them because okay. I love these characters yeah, so yeah. much. I want to see more of the characters. Yeah, I want to see more of these characters. That's why I'm so excited about Tarantino. I'm, I'm I am so, um, I'm into this, I'm into this world, you know, into this, um, yeah. this alternate universe of Star Trek. And I hope they keep on going. But it blows my mind, man, because Star Trek 2009, I think is a really good movie, man. Really good. What do you think about this bullshit? I, I, I just, where, like I, said, I would love to see how many people actually seen Star Trek 2 again. Yeah. You know, it, it blew my mind watching these because I thought, oh yeah, Star Trek 2 is just going to Did you go into it. it like this too? Like yeah, you I let, did. Like Wrath of Khan was going to oh, be yeah, on the top? Oh yeah, yeah, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I was like, oh yeah. And then I, I watched it, I'm like, the fuck did I see in this? Yeah. yeah. You know, it was just I, so much wasted potential and so forth. And First Contact was pretty much what I thought it would be. Uh, a friend of mine, he's a really huge Star Trek fan. And when this movie came out, he's like, you're going with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, okay, bud. And uh-huh. I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck. Everybody's scattered everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's a dick. That's, and so, just, you know. <laughs> that's so funny you say that, too, because, um, you know, more than not, I line up with Rotten Tomatoes more than not. And uh, mm. I saw that 94. Oh, I'm I like, know. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. oh, yeah, this is... All right, I'm yeah. ready. And I, there was not... I didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's, not, it's not... I mean, if I'm being honest, like, so as far as... We picked each of these films to be representative of each of the different, like, iterations of the franchise. So, yeah. Wrath of Khan represents the original series. Um, <clears throat> First Contact represents... Uh, the next generation, and then uh, the Kelvin verse represented yeah. by Star Trek, and they're I, all the highest rated. And they're those. all that, that's why we picked them because they're the highest. Yeah, you have to have yeah. some reason to say like, okay, well, this is why I picked it. But yeah, Undiscovered yeah. Country is my favorite Star Trek original series film. Really, and I, I don't, I mean, I don't, First Contact is definitely not my favorite uh, next generation film. I'm not really sure what is. Um, Nemesis wasn't bad. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. You remember Khan being good too. That's true. You're gonna be, That's why I'm like going, hey, I'm going to be You're going to be horribly disappointed in this as I feel. <laughs> Brad, I just slurped my wrists. So let me tell you this. In 2000, uh, so the Star Trek movies, I started watching all of the uh, the Kelvinverse. Is that what they're yeah. called? I started watching all the Kelvinverse movies because I was I was in, I was was into it. I'm invested. In it. I was invested, man. And uh, I didn't feel like I... You know, I was gonna buy that uh, the Star Trek box oh, set. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. twenty nine bucks over Walmart. It had all of them. That's what I was gonna buy for Wrath of Khan. Oh yeah. And I just happened to I think it was on TV for free or some shit. And I was it's like, on okay. Hulu and shit. Yeah. So I ended up watching Wrath of Khan, and I didn't go buy the no, box set. Really. And I was glad I didn't because at this point I didn't want to go watch any of the other Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah. I was psyched. I, I started rewatching the original series. I, I started watching the original series. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting pumped for this. And... Yeah. So. Uh, which brings us to the big question: I is there a Star Trek Pantheon movie? Uh, not in this list. No, I no. have to say no. Uh, you know, there more than likely is. I, I refuse to believe that there's not okay. a, a Pantheon. So what Star holds Trek. this? What holds this back? Honestly, uh, like I said, uh, we'll go through them. Star Trek Two, 
Again, wasted potential. Mm. I thought so much there. I mean, but but uh, oh, for 2009, what holds 2009 back from Pantheon? It, it is. It's a good movie. I've been asking my question this myself this question all day. But again, I, I there's just not a lot there. Again, you know, I think I mean, it's a great. I think it's a great movie. But what, is. but is it Pantheon? You know what yeah, I mean? And it's that's one of those not, things. Like I, I, I can't can really say anything movie. horrible about it, yeah. and I can say some great things about it, like it being a great reboot and so forth but but again there, there's so many things i would have liked to have seen differently too yeah like you know they say oh vulcan's destroyed you don't really see much there we don't see uh, shit in new hope but that's a big it's a big moment yeah, yeah. it's just uh it is it's a great movie but it's not a, a pantheon movie for me there's and nothing this i really want this season to like really s- stop and think about like okay i like the movie I mean, like, I might even love the movie, but is it is it Pantheon? Well, yeah, you know what I mean. And really stop myself before I say yeah on things. That's and why like, I had to do it. The only it... thing that bothers me about this is that, like, you know, like yeah, I, I agree. It probably is. I mean, I, I gave Best Picture to Wrath of Khan, but it was like super fucking tight. Um, if we, if we say this isn't Pantheon, then you know what? I think that probably means there's just not a Pantheon Star Trek film, and that really bothers me because I'm a Star Trek fan. See, that kind of bugs me. But, it, too, but it, like if that's what it is, and that's what it is, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird too. I've been uh, asking myself this question all day, and. Uh, it's really weird. Like I agree with you guys. I don't think it is, but it, I'm, I had to stop and think: Is it? Am I just being a dick because it's new? It's 2009. Because there's nothing I would yeah, exactly. honestly. There's nothing I would yeah, honestly change. That I would like really change about. I have it. A, there's a couple of things. I, I'm telling you what. Seriously, I haven't even thought picky. about it. I would, and I think um, you know, uh, for a lot of my votes, a pantheon has to be you know has to have legacy and it has to be enjoyable. I have to get up from that couch mm-hmm. and want to talk about it. I want right. to. I want, want to talk about it. And I do want to talk about Star Trek. It doesn't have really much of a legacy besides the 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 impact Star Trek yeah. made as a whole, as that as that film. You know, a lot of Star Trek films guys don't like it. You know, um, but uh, I don't know. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I have a blast with it. And I'm like so, so why wouldn't I give it Pantheon? You know, and I, I don't know what's really holding it back because I think uh, well, I think honestly because there's nothing really mind blowing about it either. Nothing that yeah maybe you know I mean it, it lived up to my hopes. I'll give it that. You know because. Yeah. To, to see these characters, you know, their origins, like I said, best origin story. Yeah. You know, more if it's not the best, I promise you it is in the top three somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but then I ask myself, like, I think it's a, for us, like a summer blockbuster for a temple movie. I think it's a perfect movie. Oh, yeah. I think anybody can sit down and watch Star Trek 2009. Yeah, even a non-Star Trek fan. You, yeah, you don't have to be a Star Trek fan. Yeah, and so there, there exactly. has to be, so again, I, I'm saying no as well. But I don't know why, officially. I I'm curious to see where I would go five, ten years from now, because I really do think it's one of the best origin stories. Yeah. Is that not enough, you know, um, to, to get it in there? But I do think that it's perfect. It's a perfect movie where I could just sit down and watch it. I could go watch it. I want to go 2000. watch it right now. I could go yeah. watch it right now. And yeah. uh, that has to say something, but there's something that's holding me back. Maybe it's the, uh, again, I gave Nero and Khan. Um, a tie for villain. Maybe it's the 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 villain holding it back for me, but then I wouldn't change that because it it would change the dynamic between the crew. Right. So I don't know why exactly. I don't know if I'm just being a dick I right think now. That, Star I think Trek 2009. Being, but I really enjoy. It. I think <laughs> just really liking something just isn't enough anymore. I think it that has it has to have something. There's that that I talk about it sometimes in reviews. Like there's just something else about it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's this indefinable kind of feeling. attribute. Yeah. The feeling that it you doesn't just, make me want to go create. Right. You know, it makes me want to go sit on the couch and watch it again, but yeah. it doesn't make me want to go create some Yeah, well, shit. like uh, what we just voted in the Pantheon, Once Upon a Time in the West, when I think about that movie and I watch that movie, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No matter how many times I've seen I think I've seen it five times now. I want to, I want to go share it with people. Exactly. You now, know what I mean? 2009? Yeah. You know, great movie. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah but am I excited about it? 
Not really. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited yeah. to talk about it with other Star Trek fans. I don't, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, exactly. you know, the, the other day, the other day at work, I've, I've, for, I've been hounding this girl at work, like, dude, you have to go watch fucking Clerks. You mm-hmm. have to go watch fucking Clerks. You know what I mean? And like, every day, did you watch fucking Clerks? You know what I mean? I'm never going to do that with Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, you know no, yeah, I can I'm see never going to be like, <laughs> dude, did you fucking watch Star Trek last night? Because you need to go fucking see it. Yeah, but dude, like, 2009, some... fucking, seriously, go watch it. Yeah, yeah. If someone's <laughs> like, uh, you know, they haven't watched, you know, like, uh, Fright Night. No, if you. someone says they haven't watched the thing, you know, oh um, yeah, you know, you uh, need to fucking see that. Yeah, I'm like, shit. dude, you need to see the thing, dude. Just cancel your plans. Yeah, for it's tonight. fucking awesome. We'll you know, Kill Bill. I'm a huge Kill Bill fan. I'm like, Pulp Fiction, dude. It's like, uh, uh, let's use. Uh, uh, I'm gonna do. Okay, well, I won't use Star Wars. Raise the Lost Ark. You haven't watched Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, Go right. fucking watch. What are you fucking right. doing? Yeah, Cancel yeah. your plans. And if someone asked me, like, you know, about 2009, I'm like, dude, yeah. It's dude, great. It's really good. It's really cool, yeah. dude. If you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It you is know, cool. But I'm not going to be like, Oh holy shit! Like you said, yeah, you know, cancel right. your plans, yeah, order yeah. a pizza, don't do anything else. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. I think that's probably what it is. So you say there's a wow factor in, I, in Pantheon movies that some movies just don't yeah. have. I will say, 2009 Star Trek is bad, at, and I will say this as a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. I think J.J. Abrams Star Trek 2009 is better than Force Awakens. Oh yeah, I I agree with that too. Well, I, I, I like with that. <laughs> classically don't fucking like Force Awakens. <laughs> See, I like Force Awakens, but Jedi. I think it's just because it reminds me. So much of the yeah, yeah. But you know what he did for that. You know what he did okay. well though, with uh, Force Awakens and with Star Trek 2009. I love the casting in yeah. Force Awakens as well. I love John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Oscar right. Isaac. I, I don't know. You always mention I don't, that. I don't yeah, know how you do that fucking same trick twice because if I had to go cast a movie tomorrow, I don't know. I could never repeat that. Right. And I think he does it perfectly in both movies. But I, I, I would watch. I, I get more excited about watching Star Trek 2009 more than I do Force Awakens. I'm a Star Wars. You know, fucking yeah. junkie. So, but all right, guys. Any comments? Um, no Pantheon kick up today. Uh, no. We do have a marathon coming up in about a month uh, from now. Um, you want to share that? What those movies are going to be? I'm sorry. What the marathon? Nathan <laughs> 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 fell asleep talking. I was talking about Force Awakens. <laughs> it is mine. Just left the building. <laughs> <laughs> so Elvis is here. Um, <laughs> so what are we doing in about a month? Martial arts. You know the martial arts marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the martial arts marathon will be um, now everyone's bored. Let's see, Re- <laughs> uh, Revenge. I gotta go. <laughs> maybe a, uh, Revenge of the Dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, what's after that? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Super Cop. Uh, yeah, Jackie Chan, Super Cop. Uh, Hero, Jet Li. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Are all, all those accessible, or am I gonna have to hunt for any of those? No, you, know? you should be fine. Okay, like, ne- like Netflix. Is any, any of those on? Netflix? I haven't checked. I haven't okay. checked. I, uh, if you find out, I, let I just me assume know. that nothing is on Netflix. Yeah, no shit. Um, if you <laughs> but, find those out, let me know. Yeah. Like, just... I'm trying to Amazon Prime's ones. the way to go on that shit. Really? I, yeah, I watch a lot of stuff now on Prime. Fuck yeah. And, they uh, have everything, and a lot of times it's free. Okay. It was so funny, too. Did you guys see, like, um, you know, right when Pantheon kicked up, dude... Oh, man. They was talking about Enter the Dragon. (laughs) Oh, man. People bring up Enter the Dragon already. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It almost sucked me in. I almost went and got my... (laughs) I I copied my Enter Enter the Dragon review, and I almost pasted it. I was like, oh, I'm not getting sucked in, dude. This is fun. You know, it's like, uh, that's a thing that we're going for Pantheon this year. It's like, movies are are subjective. Yeah, movies are subjective, guys. I want it to be hard to get into Pantheon. That's why I want, like, the two-thirds majority vote. You know, there's... um, I think we've all... You've got... You were burnt pretty bad on the Velvet Gold Mine. Sure, <laughs> I've been, th- you know, through the fire. It wasn't even my nomination with Dawn of the Dead. I have yeah. okay, you know, uh, Velvet Gold Mine was personal. It's like I got yeah. fucking um, 
Dawn of the Dead, all right, and Evil Dead 2 tattooed on my body. Right. Uh, yeah. It's in my skin and in my blood. <laughs> See, I, I'm just, like my first nomination. I think it was what June or July or something uh-huh. like that. It's like it, it's keeping me awake at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but seriously, it's like, like you know, I love. I, like, I've got Dawn of the Dead tattooed yeah, on my yeah. body too. It's like they shot that down like fat. Yeah, Fuck yeah. me. Well, won the pool. <laughs> yeah, won, yeah. But what I'm saying is like you know, hey, mm. we've all been to you know you haven't yet, uh, but we you and I <laughs> have wait. had we've had some of our big movies shot down, not yeah. in there. And I think that was helpful for me this year because I'm not pressured. I'm yeah. like, I, there's definitely movies I want to see in Pantheon. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. But I'm not. I've I've had the big ones, yeah. you know, kind of shot down for now. And I'm just like, I'm I'm having fun with it. You know, movies are subjective. You know, and uh, I, I just I'm not gonna stop people from being pissed. That's gonna be impossible. Oh yeah. People, but it's funny. People are pissed about the dragon right now. It, just, it was cracking <laughs> me up. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna get pissed, man. I'm just gonna give my honest vote. Move on, get excited for the next one, and we're just gonna have a fun fucking year, man. Yeah, talking yeah. about movies, so I'm excited Sounds about great. that. But yeah, hopefully you don't get there, uh, cousin Wayne. Will you uh, nominate something? They just shit all over it. Well, you know what? I, I'm fine with the look at it. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. You know, it got shot down. Uh, Evil Dead Two didn't make it, but you know what? I've got Blade Runner in there. My second oh, yeah. favorite. Movie. Yeah, I got Fright Night in there. I, I've got Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, Jimbo yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah you got Kill, happy you got Kill Bill. Kill Bill. You know, yeah, so exactly. It's, I mean, it's, I, I can look at right like so I haven't nominated or anything. But I can look at our pantheon. There's some things I don't quite agree with, but I look at it as a whole. And it's like you know what? That's pretty fucking. Sweet this this one guy there. was pulling me in yeah. though hard. He, I know. I saw. Did you see that shit? I tried to step in and help you out Whew. a little bit. But. He was saying <laughs> that Kill Bill was a parody. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking airplane, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, Kill Bill is not airplane. <laughs> 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 yeah. Don't call me Billy Edition. <laughs> don't, you know, <laughs> don't call me Billy. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, but uh, yeah. To close all this out, guys, we have uh, that martial arts marathon coming up, and we have we're gonna try to fit in. Did you watch the mom and dad trailer with Nicolas Cage? No, but I heard of it. Kyle was talking about crazy Nicolas Cage. I have not. I, like I said, I think. Uh, God, I can't even remember the last time I was excited for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Been, it's been a while. <laughs> like I said, I, God, I can't even remember anything. Well, anyway, this yeah. is, it probably won't it be all that. Good. It, it probably won't fun. be all that. It you probably know? won't be all that, right? Yeah. But it has Nicolas Cage beating the fuck out of a pool table, and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, and you do the hokey pokey, <laughs> and you smash the fucking pool table. And I'm like, I'll, I'll pay ten dollars to see that video right. right now. <laughs> right. I haven't seen that. Nicolas like classic nineties fucked yeah. up Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so if we can, it's like he doesn't need the money now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the if the schedule allows it, cousin Wayne and I think Kyle. We're gonna try real hard to do the oh, we'll cage, do the, the three way cage fight. Yeah, face this, this off. Tell me about it. Face off, Con Air, and The Rock. And The Rock. That sounds yeah. fun. That sounds fun. That's a fun Sunday afternoon. Yeah, right? no really shit, is. dude. I love it. And then um, I think we have, yeah, when Black Panther comes out, we're gonna oh, do yeah. Shaft versus um, Dolomite. Dolomite. Oh, yeah, nice. that's gonna okay. be fun. The Sam Jackson Shaft? No. <laughs> no. I, I, love I actually like that movie. Yeah, yeah. Really? I actually really oh, do like man, that movie. I, I couldn't get into it. And then I don't know exactly when they're going to be, but you're in on these two. Um, you're going to come back for the Wing Wing. Three oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and, know uh, what date is I was taught, yeah, we, it's not... Uh, uh, two of those three are on Amazon, just so you know. Yeah, I own two of them as well. So, But uh, Andrew Leavold, the guy who made the documentary, who's been you know uh, searching for Wing Wing for all these yeah. years, he knows we're doing a versus about it, so it should be really fun. That's and it's, awesome. it's really fucking interesting, too. I can't wait to talk about that. And then um, another one we have lined up is, um, oh yeah, which I can't wait. Oh, to do this. this is, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna yeah. be a split, man. I, I I can't wait to see the poll on this. I think it's yeah. gonna be one of those divisive ones. But it's Casablanca 
versus Citizen Kane. Oh, man, that's Two big black and white. So that's just in the next two months. That's coming up quick. Two, All that's coming two, up. Two, three yeah, months, yeah. man. That's a packed schedule Plus right our, there. Plus our, you know, whatever, nom- Pantheon nominations. Pantheon. Yeah, then we have a, a really special Oscar marathon. I'll be you know, watching March. Clerks this weekend. That's March? So. March, okay. yeah. So that's our next big one in March. So that's, that's a lot of content coming your guys' way. So, I'm um, with it. I don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> so where can Video Land find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me at Adventures in Video Land's Cousin Wayne. Uh, check me out on Instagram. You'll find me. You have an Instagram. I know. It is imagine your mind. fucking Instagram. <laughs> He's like, it blows your mind. <laughs> it your fucking mind. He does. He just goes, you're on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, like, like I've got midget porn on there or something. <laughs> A little. <laughs> A little. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just my movie collections, my Blu-rays, my DVDs, my VHS, shit like that. That's cool, yeah. man. <laughs> my, my cock you know oh you just sound like Matthew Wade <laughs> I love Matt when he said he's like alright cool All right, um, so anyway. <laughs> anyway oh that's nice I don't fucking care <laughs> oh uh, you just find me on on AV on uh, Twitch um, instantricky.com you know I'm gonna invite you to Instagram <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com we're on the website we're on Tumblr we're on Twitter were Twitter sucks, man. I got like dude, it's crazy, dude. We have like man, everybody's too busy go, dealing with the Trump tweets. We're man. going on three. We're going else. on three thousand on um, AV on the Facebook. Yeah, and, like I got seven people on Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> Who what the, the fuck f- uses Twitter anymore? I know. Seriously, Tumblr. You know, if, if, look for us on Tumblr. I like Tumblr. They're cool, you know. But um, Facebook's where it's at. So that's where the conversation begins yeah. and ends. <laughs> and we come on here and then we bitch and we put it out to the world. So um, yeah, we're all over the place. So <laughs> you <Fucking> Twitter. <laughs> God, the Star Trek fans. You know how we just we went up like a thousand. Yeah. Since like the. Oh, uh, I was, yeah. was getting all these. It was like two interviews. For people. Yeah, two improved. three interviews. Boom, we went up. Uh, I think about a thousand already. And uh, you know, we'll see. A lot of people they bitch a bit about notifications and then they leave. Yeah. You know, just shut off notifications. Yeah. You, you know, if you don't want a busy group, then don't join Adventures Video. Like, yeah, exactly. There's busy. a lot of posting. We do a lot of things. And yeah. We invite you to do the same. Post as much as you want. Do what you want. Yeah, talk yes. about it. You know exactly. So we've got a lot of interesting polls coming up. Pantheon. I am so interested in Pantheon picks. Um, you know, I'm, I won't ruin my uh, review. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go with your nomination, mm-hmm. Clerks. Actually, I do know, but I will say I think it was an interesting um, nomination. I think it was a great nomination to uh, kind of kick off the year. Right, right. That's get people I thinking. I, yeah. I really did appreciate the nomination. I'm so psyched it to won't watch that. it won't get my worst this year. <laughs> I thought it was oh, really. Yeah, there's no fucking way. No, I thought I thought it was. An, I thought it was really inspiring. Yeah, whether I say yes or no, me. there's no way Clerks is going to be. Yeah, that was a really inspiring <laughs> pick to kick off the year. So I hope everyone else. Um, like I don't even know my nomination yet because I. Uh, someone was asking me like, Can I guess your nomination. And yeah. I was like, I don't even fucking know yet. It depends what you know. Marshall's next, you know, and then right. I it depends on how things it, go. Yeah, I don't because I don't want to put like say someone puts up Jurassic Park and then Jaws, blah blah blah. Right. Mm. I don't want to be like, oh, okay, here's another big one. You know, right. I might go something independent then. You know, right. so it just depends on the uh, the climate. You know, of Pantheon at that point so yeah so we're all over the place you've been listening to criticism in its finest hour so until next time my good trekkies live long and prosper yeah go watch 2009 again (laughs) yeah because cock sucks